Present day. <laughs> Present time. <laughs> Tell me something, girl. Nah, that one's okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Brain on Anime. I'm your host, Ashlyn, the physical representation of everything wrong with uh, the state of the internet nowadays. And I'm joined by my co-host, Jesse. Am I allowed to? I don't like that. Hold on. <laughs> You're not in snow. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's uh, let's uh, take that uh, one over again. You have to start it over because I just offended seventy five percent of the viewers of of anime. Yes. Oh Christ! Hopefully not this podcast. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> let's let's roll it back. I just I wanted to test that one to see what your reaction would be. No, my reaction is I'm gonna fucking throw you, you know, in a nice way. All right. Hello and welcome to Your Brain on Anime, a podcast where I take one of my closest friends and make him watch anime until his head explodes, or we find out what new emotions an adult exposed to raw anime can feel. My name is Ashlyn, and I am your host. I'm joined by my co-host and test subject, Jesse. Hello once again, my friend. <laughs> Uh, how you feeling today? There was about 17 things I was going to say there, and they all sort of just got stuck at the same door. Uh, I'm I all right. It's anime I relevant, suppose... that's for sure. <laughs> I suppose a more accurate question, uh, because of the anime we watched, is, are you feeling today? Oh, absolutely. Nothing nothing numbs me out with with this stuff. That's what reality is for. That was a pretty good reverse sound. Uh yeah, no, I'm 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 feeling. I don't remember any of it because I think the plot removed the plot from my brain if I'm sort of reading it correctly. <laughs> so I don't even know what we're talking about today. Excellent. What we are talking about today is Serial Experiments Lane, one of my personal all-time favorites. This series is a core component of my personality. And we cannot talk about this show just yet. Because there's one thing we have to talk about before we can talk about Serial Experiments Lane. Do we have a sponsor? No, no. God, I wish. That would be rad. No, we have to talk about the opening theme of Serial Experiments Lane before we can talk about Serial Experiments Lane. <laughs> I'm not even joking. This is no, not a bit. I know. They're, 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 it's to. a bit adjacent, but I, I, you go ahead and, and explain. The opening theme of Serial Experiments Lane is Duvet, a song by Boa. First of all, this song fucking rips so hard. There's no element of it that does not work. 
I want this song to play in the following places and moments in no particular order. At my funeral, when I move to a new city, the next time I go grocery shopping, if I ever win at Minesweeper, uh, the next time I see a, a cute boy or girl, and after my next breakup. It's not inclusive. There are other moments that I'm sure I would want this song to play, but that's just sort of a, a short list of stuff uh, that immediately comes to mind. Did you seriously start your, your fucking grocery list here with the funeral, like isekai funeral? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's like no particular order, but it does start with my funeral, followed by uh, going into a new city. Was that it? Or yeah, the grocery shopping was on the list. There, it's sort of a grocery ouroboros at that point. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a great song, and and um, you really did start the, your funeral. That's intentional. I'm not gonna let all these these kind viewers be lied to. Okay, <laughs> you're always up to some shit. That's what that's one of the best things about you, but you're always up to some shit. Yes, it was a meta bit. I'm being called out. Thank you. Right off the hop though, as soon as the song starts playing, well, it's not the first thing that happens when the show starts, but that's <laughs> that's for that's for everyone to experience in the moment. But as soon as the song starts playing, you know something juicy is about to go down. Guess that there's not a second on this track that is wasted. It's also really interesting because the track is fully in English for an anime opening. There are no J-Rock elements to this anime opening. No powered up rhythm, nothing like the weird overdramatic melodrama of Lilium, the opening from Elfin Lead. It's just a great song with some fairly intense lyrics. And that's because Boa is not a J-Rock band. They are a London-based indie band. And they started off as a funk outfit in 1993. Did you know this, Jesse? I didn't. But I also wanted to step in for a second and say that I think it makes sense time-wise. I feel like the 90s was the closest we got to, like, convergence with what was popular musically here and in Japan and probably everywhere. I would imagine just because, uh, whereas Japan continues sort of the um, singer-songwriter band sort of experience and does very well with it, and we've kind of gone away from that as being synonymous with our pop music in the 90s that's all it was every band was doing you know guitars drums it was like sort of like a 60s revival a little bit and uh in that sense it almost feels like it is such a perfect example of a song to sort of go whoop and just drop in over uh an anime because it had the same <laughs> honesty so funny yeah i want to say so funny you mentioned the 60s by the way yeah, well, it's just because, like, yeah, if you listen to it, like, if you're, like, a big 90s fan like I am, it's just, it's mandatory if you're as old as <laughs> fucking dust-ridden as I am. But if you're a 90s music fan, this this song's got it. The drums have a very specific uh, production on it that sounds very 90s. Everything about it, it's, it's gorgeous. You get a little bit of Mazzy Star vibes. You get some great guitar work. It's swinging. There's a little bit of, like, you know... Tell me all your thoughts on God in there, because I really want to see her. Yeah, you know the one. It was Counting Blue Cars. I don't know if they ever say that in the song, but that was a very 90s thing as well. Uh, it's a great song. Um, but yeah, it to me, it almost didn't feel out of place at all, because it just felt like it it was riding the same wave. Oh yeah, within um, the context of the series, it works perfectly. It's just very jarring for an anime opening. Is that really not a thing? Again, I'm not speaking yeah. necessarily from an anime consumer, obviously. If you're this far into the podcast, you already know that. You <laughs> can stop repeating it. But uh, it, I guess it's funny because from just the, the purely like the, the musician aspect, to me it seems like it makes sense. And I'm surprised it's not a more common occurrence because, again, there's like an earnest or an honesty 
something going on there to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see why they did that. But that's because yeah. I don't have any mm-hmm. context. Yeah, sorry to, to crash that musical car into what you were saying there. But I, it, it, it felt like there was like a great overlap there musically that, to me, just made perfect sense. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fair. The story behind this band, by the way, is almost as, almost as unhinged as the story of this anime. So, the original members of BOA, Ed Hurton, Paul Terrell, and Steve Rogers. Ed Hurton is on drums, Paul Terrell is on keyboard, uh, Rogers is on guitar and vocals. Uh, then Alex Caird, a bassist who Ed Hurton had worked with in another band, joins as a bassist. And they invite Steve's younger sister, Jasmine, to be a backing singer on a chorus for one song. A couple weeks later, she is the vocalist for the band. And they get Ben Henderson as a saxophonist. At this point, they are still a funk band. Uh, Steve and Jasmine are the kids of the singer from Bad Company, Paul Rogers. No shit. Yeah. (laughs) No shit. Yeah. (laughs) I told you, the story goes off the fucking rails. (laughs) There's so many things that are, like, of course about this. One... You bringing in like a backup singer that becomes the main singer. I'm, I feel like that's happened to Jimmy World. That the other guitar player was a <laughs> singer, and they're just like, "Damn, this guy can sing like this." Like you're here, and that's cool, man. But this guy's really singing some good shit. And they were just like, "Yoink!" I feel like that <laughs> happens a lot. Hell, the in Offspring, I think the guitar tech ends up being a guitar player. So you know, the the shuffling is, <laughs> and then of course the lineage of you know. So of course, famous musicians, talented also musicians, uh, will end up being musicians as well. God damn. I did not expect that. Yeah, so they actually opened a couple of shows for Bad Company when they were first starting out. Christ. Less than a year into the band, one of the founding members, uh, Ed Hurton, goes back to school and leaves the band entirely. He gets replaced with Lee Sullivan who is the son of the drummer from Renaissance? I don't, okay, see, now, I don't know where the fan base overlap is here, but they're coming for me. I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, Renaissance is, I don't think that you'd necessarily be super into them. They're a prog rock band, also London-based. You hear me getting called out like that? Like, I'm all, I'm all, I don't, I don't give off prog rock vibes. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be, you give off bard vibes, but not prog rock vibes. Yeah, you're not a Renaissance man, that's for sure. That's what you're saying to me. (laughs) Renaissance man, uh, like yeah, I know, I know, I'm very limited in what in what I do. Um, never heard of Renaissance. No. Okay. Continuing on, Ben Henderson, who's just vibing out to the beats that uh that Lee is laying down. Lee Sullivan decides to quit saxophone and learn guitar. Yes. And this becomes almost the final incarnation of the band. And they they tour, they write, they perform. Uh, mostly smaller shows for about five years and then duvet comes out it was it was a landmark song for them for sure i forget if it was like the first single they had put out but uh it it becomes their legacy like the same year it comes out it becomes the theme for lane they start getting booked to uh to play anime conventions they have that song just sort of associated with them they recently announced that they're doing a reunion with none of the founding members of the band it is just uh, Jasmine Lee and uh, Alex Cared. Is it, I don't think is Alex the current members it? of the band. So yeah, is Alex in it? Yeah, Alex Cared, yeah. Jasmine Rogers, Lee Sullivan. Yeah, 
which none of whom are founding members, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because the founding <laughs> members were Ed her, and Paul Terrell and Steve Rogers. So we have, so Boa gets fully ship of Theseus, which uh -huh. I think is perfectly fitting for a band that wrote the song for the opening of Serial Experiments Lane. I just needed to get that out of the way because it's too wild of a story to not be like, we need to talk about it. It relates so perfectly to this anime. Yeah, I mean, it's worth talking about. If you Google, you know, Duvet Boa, the first people also ask question is, why is Duvet by Boa so good? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, again, 90s fans, eat this up if you've never heard it. This is a, a, a smoking song, has a great great guitar riff a lot of great guitar work but there's like a specific riff uh you have maybe heard this song if you're on tiktok uh, <laughs> it's very popular on there too and um here's what it is here's what it is again in my narrow very narrow experience with anime one that of course most i mean maybe most people see i don't know i saw you know fooly cooly and the pillows are very 90s so to me it's very easy to associate like the music that i remember from anime the pillows mm -hmm. that like is there's one that's i think it's called brand new love song it's i think it plays on like the bridge when she's like lighting a cigarette it's a very iconic song gorgeous yes, yes. song that has some of the same sort of 90s alt singer songer singer songer that's a <laughs> i'm ancient uh, that singer-songwriter kind of rock music, it's the same kind of vibe as this. That's why, to me, it doesn't seem out of place. I don't know if The Pillows was actually, like, kind of wild for anime at the time or whatever, but, like, oh, there's an easy, there's an easy uh, pipeline there for me. That's fair. That is fair. I can see, uh, I can see how you'd, you'd draw those lines. Yeah. Oh boy, we have to talk about Lane. Yeah, this what is are you doing? This is the opposite kind of oh boy that I had to give off when we talked about Elfin Lane. Literal inverse. I'm so excited, I don't know where to start. I guess we should start at layer zero one. Weird. So Serial Experiments Lane is a show about a young girl. It was made in 1998. It takes place uh, present day, present time. And it's it's about a high schooler who starts experiencing the internet. That's I think that's the, the most succinct summary I can give of it. I think that might be the safest way to start. Do we need to do our... Uh, spoiler warning? Spoiler warning, and this anime discusses... Oh yeah, we have to do our content warning as well. Yes. As far as spoiler warning, we're going to be talking about spoilers for an anime that uh, according to our Spotify statistics is older than our average viewer. So <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not that old. It's 15 years old. It's not actually as, as old as our average viewer, but spoilers for a 15 year old anime. All right, so this is actually Ash from the editing future. Uh, apparently, I can't do math. 
or at least couldn't in the moment when we were recording this, because uh, it's not 15 years. This this anime is actually 25 years old. So, yeah, the thing I said about our average Spotify viewer age, that uh, actually was true and not a bit, even though I thought it was a bit at the time. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the rest of the show. It's great. You should watch it. I I own several copies of this. I love this fucking anime. You can't help yourself, can you? You're you're I already, can't. You, you you just want like a like a dandelion scattering the seeds to the wind with this one. You're just you gotta watch it. Gotta watch it. I got a million yes. copies. I'm gonna start mailing them out to you. Yeah, basically, I'm gonna start mailing them to random addresses. Just like, hey, you're watching Serial Experiments late now. Good luck. Hope you have a VHS player. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a VHS player. Two of the average aged uh, listener slash viewer of whatever the fuck we're doing here is a thing that used to play tapes. Tapes used to be what we watched before DVDs. DVDs are the precursor to Blu-ray. Discs Blu-ray. used to be a thing that we put into our computers. Computers. So I think we still use those. So that I think we still use. Those. I think yeah. I finally. We haven't fully moved All over to Navi's yet. God. The second thing we have to, of course, open with is this show deals with some heavy themes. It deals with that. It deals with suicide. It deals with doxing. It deals with harm to minors and concepts of identity disassociation, and derealization. Anything I missed there? No, and if worse comes to worse, we can just take the one from uh, Bo Burnham's Inside and just put it over this one, because I actually think it may be exactly the same sort of premise. (laughs) Yeah. That entire thing is about the dangers of the internet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Derealization, specifically by, by name. The the uh, end of the world, the interaction with technology, as it's sort of like... In, inversely, you know what's the saddest part is like the the most insane shit that happens in, happens in this anime. At least it kind of brought people together. True. Mandatory parenthesis, <laughs> but like as supposed to to real life where we're 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 a lot further apart from each other. But yeah, no, Bo Burnham's inside. It's great. Not I can't what we're believe... selling today though. I can't believe we just drew a a through line from Lane to Bo Burnham's inside. Because along that track, you know we pass through, like, the Matrix and several other sort of landmark pieces of media to get there. Yeah, I mean, it it was like a recent thing, right? I I was picking more like a a recent, you know. Yeah, I, I just mean, I think there is, like, actual influence from this anime to to Inside. You know, and yeah, and it's going to be a point that I'm sure you will bring up as well, but um, this anime really, really, really does predict things. I'm, I can't believe it, personally. I have to always check and see when this was actually, like, put out, because there's a couple things where you're like, yeah, that wasn't happening at that time, and that's happening <laughs> now. What the fuck, Boa? I do attribute a lot of the blame to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was... Boa wrote the song and made Serial Experiments Lane pop into existence. In that order, yeah. Yep. So, 
how the first episode of this show fucking opens. Let's get to the summary. Right? Yep. This show opens with a high school girl jumping off of a building. This is Chisa. (laughs) She jumps off of a building. She does not survive. We cut to implicitly a few days later, a different high school girl leaves her house, gets on a train, gets sensory overload from the people talking, but is relatively composed about it, gets to school, finds that one of her classmates is sobbing over the fact that she received an email from the dead girl. And we find out that everyone has received an email from the dead girl. The girl we've been following for a little bit now, her name is Lane. She gets teased by some of her friends because, quote, baby Lane doesn't know much about computers, does she? And so uh, she goes home and checks her email, has a conversation with the dead girl about, uh, about what it's like to die, essentially. And Chisa explains that she gave up her body, but her mind is still alive in The Wired, which is basically the internet. And also tells Lane that God is in the internet. And Lane goes, cool. And asks her dad for a new computer. I I know the canonically (laughs) I would be jumping in, but I'm also re-listening to you explain it, because this was a fucking mindfuck. Yeah, so I'm just sort of listening. <laughs> I'm listening to explain it to make sure that I actually watch the same anime you're talking about. Um, that's layer zero one. That's just layer zero one. Visually, there's already some shit where you, you know this anime is up to something. Yes. Okay, the there's some, some very gorgeous... I There's a rant here I want to make, and I'm, I'm going to spare everybody of it. But... It, if you don't do the rant about the backgrounds and the shadows, I'm going to. It's well, the, that's not a rant. That's just I just want to spare people the rant of if you're judging the visuals of an anime as a reason not to continue watching it, I I can't imagine you're getting the point at all of the medium. And I know that this is maybe controversial, but like I'm watching shit from different times. I'm already bought in. I don't need to watch something from the 90s or 80s and be like, mm, the fidelity. Like, eat my entire <laughs> asshole from the front. You know? Am I going to go listen to, like, mono recordings of the Beatles and be like, wow, this is mixed like dog shit? No, that's all they had. All they had was literally a dog shit fucking piece of shit that they plugged three different guitars into, and you prayed to God this shit worked on the first try. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and judge it based on either... A, the technology of the time, or B, um, you know, a bunch of artists making art. Like, the visual component may be stylized. Maybe consider that. Maybe not everything has to taste like a ham and cheese Hot Pocket. <laughs> so, again, I, I'm still sparing... This is still sparing you the larger rant. I just want to say, this show is gorgeous. There are some things that you may even say, like, oh, dated, whatever. Shut the hell up. It's very pretty. The shadows, especially. Oh god, uh, the shadows! The right away, you know that there's some shit going on. Fans yes. of many games will appreciate these shadows because they will remind you of those many games. <laughs> but you know right away things are going. There's a lot of great uh, juxtaposition. Is it's only kind of the word I'm looking for. The what's the art? 
like the contrast. Old, the contrast. Yeah, like a normal person word who would actually have learned things. Contrast. Um, there's a great contrast going on. There's some some blinding white colors and like very undefined edges, and then these very black and red and blue oil slick kind of shadows. And right away, you know, there's some shit going on. Unless that's what shadows looked like to you normally, and I, I do recommend either an eye doctor or... Mm-hmm. Can we sell well you train on this? Is that a good... <laughs> God damn it! No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's gorgeous. It's really gorgeous. That's that's all the point I want to say. And, and there's going to be a lot of anime with a lot of different art styles, and I'm going to go into them open-minded, because... What the fuck is the point of living if you're closing doors immediately? Um, yeah, that's layer one, though. Uh, right away, I was making, like, Andrew WK face. Look up Andrew WK in uh, Discord. <laughs> I'm talking about I am making the face. Because uh, I knew that I was in for a ride. Um, despite all my uh, constant joking, I know that I'm in good hands with learning about a new medium here. And... Um, Right away, this one was grabbing me in ways that Elfin Lead was pretending it was going to like fuck with me. But this one, I was more like, "Oh, okay, someone's someone's got the the chaos, but it's 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 in a package that I can like open." You know what I mean? Not just spilling out of a like a broken snow globe, and I'm trying to eat the fucking poisonous snow. <laughs> uh, this is this first episode. Right away, you're just like, "What? What's happening?" One of the things I find so fascinating about Lane is that for how much of a swirling vortex of madness the plot can seem at sometimes, it's so emotionally honest. At no point does Serial Experiments Lane grab you by the shirt collar, look you in the eye, and say, you're going to feel this way. It never tells you what to feel. The closest it comes is it grabs you by the shoulders, looks you in the eye, and says, feel that's the only command the show is going to give you my first therapist did that it worked really well <laughs> it really it really kind of broke through to the heart of the matter it was it was nice it doesn't it doesn't care what you're feeling about how it's displaying the information all it wants is that you do feel and that you be honest about the way that you feel one thing i'd also like to point out um, yeah about right away, another thing that's introduced to you is that some of the uh, background audio, some of the oh. audio in general, is really cranked up, um, and it it does seem in, intentional. Um, I was a little uncomfortable from it myself, which you know maybe that means I have a sensory thing, but uh, it definitely. Even before this kind of goes off the rails, it even it still sort of did a good job of showcasing a like a disconnect in yes. a, in a, in, a, in a normal uh, human way. So, as someone who has sensory processing issues and social processing issues, the first two episodes of this show are so wonderful to me. First of all, yes, they they do occasionally trigger some of those sensory and auditory processing issues that I go through, but also they're presented in such a way that I can take clips from this show and 
hand them to someone who does not have those issues and say, you can understand this, yes? <laughs> and it helps bridge that gap. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to pretend there's a, a right way or a wrong way to go about this, but uh, it does seem to not portray it in a fuck with the the viewer way. It does seem to be like a this is what the main character is experiencing kind of way, and I feel like maybe that's kinder? Yeah. I don't know. Though. It is. It, it definitely is. Like there, there are specific sounds like electrical hums and things that really set me on edge. Oh. But they, in the show, it, it's presented in a way that communicates the concept without actually being the re-triggering sound. It's softened yeah. just enough that it's not that sound. It's very interesting. Yeah, right off the hop, there's some stuff. Yeah, and 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 me knowing only that there was going to be some mystery unraveling here was like immediately scouring for signs of things, and a lot of that was the audio stuff for me, and and one of which is there was a constant sort of a phasing sound, which if you are a musician, maybe you are aware of this. It's it's just like a phaser pedal that like. I'm not going to try and do it in my mouth. They'll they'll throw me out the window. <laughs> but uh, if you ever can like look up phase pedal or whatever, it's making that same sort of oscillating sound. And I was thinking like, okay, this is happening at certain times. And I think the show is sort of rewarding you right away from paying attention to that. Uh, whether I understood right away what it meant, eh, not sure. But uh, there's definitely they're definitely playing with you right away. They're definitely. They're not trying to trick you. They're they're just, but they're they're kind of saying like, you, however you engage with this, you may find more. It's great. That's fair. Ready to move on to layer zero two? Uh, as ready as I was when we were watching it. I'm terrified. <laughs> layer zero two, girls. <laughs> the layer that I live on. Layer <laughs> the two. Boys had great success with this one. <laughs> Layer Zero Two introduces a major location for the entire rest of the series, Siberia, a techno club. Now, the dialogue that introduces the club is a little clunky, but we're introduced to a couple concepts here. The first, there's a club that a bunch of teenagers and high schoolers and, and apparently middle schoolers also go to. That's just like jamming out techno music. This is Siberia. We are also introduced to Excella, a kind of a drug, but it's actually a nanobot that you you ingest and it slows down or speeds up your perception of time. It it, it makes you move faster and process things faster. They predicted Adderall abuse, yes. Yes, yes, they did. They did predict Adderall. Uh, <laughs> Nanobot Adderall is kind of cooler conceptually, but they did. Yes, they did predict Adderall. Oh, it's, it's much cooler. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, I th I, th I honestly think we do not sort of uh, reach the highs technologically that this show does. They they predict it, and we managed to to do all these things in a much less cooler way. <laughs> uh, if at the center of all our internet was 
No, that's a spoiler. Uh, but that would be, <laughs> that would be cooler, I think. Uh, instead of it just being like probably the equivalent of a really shitty giant router. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we get to see Lane walking to school and meeting up with her friends, uh, Reka, Julie, and Alice, and they start talking about how they were at Siberia the night before. And there was a girl who looked just like Lane there. Except cooler. <laughs> the cooler Lane, yeah. Yeah, cooler Lane. It was a girl, she looked a lot like Lane, except she, you know, she had a very take-no-shit attitude. She was getting up in people's faces. And the Lane that we've met so far is this very meek, very sweet little girl. And I think it's Reka who's like, you know what? I bet Lane is a totally different person when she goes out. Lane, come clubbing with us. And they invite her out. Lane goes home. Her computer gets delivered. And her dad's like, we'll set your computer up after dinner. And she's like, oh, but why not now? Let's set it up now. Her dad caves. And they set the computer up. She goes out to the club and she goes out in her usual outfit, which is like this really cute little, little pink jacket and, and a little uh, a little hat with a bear on it. It's so cute. She's so adorable. She's laying at the beginning of this is just this adorable, sweet kid. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the first major uh, horrific incident in the show happens. A guy who is high on Excella uh, runs out to the dance floor and starts shooting. Everyone starts running for their lives. Except for Lane, who doesn't seem fully conscious about what's going on. I think one description you could use of all of Lane for the first couple episodes of this show is that she's not all there, which ends up being a very literal description of what's going on with her. She walks out to the to the floor where there's this guy with a gun who starts freaking out as soon as he sees her. And starts asking her why she is making him do this. And she reminds him that whether in the real world or the wired, everyone is connected. And she says this while staring him dead in the eye, completely emotionless. And he turns the gun on himself. Episode two. Episode two. By the way, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode yeah, two. yeah. This is episode the... two. <sighs> yeah, episode two. I was, two. I was not prepared for that. I was not prepared for that. In episode two, I don't think anyone would be. It's a very jarring moment. Um, I think this is a good time if I haven't described it prior to this of something I like to. It's it's one of my tropes actually. Uh, it's the robot orgy trope. <laughs> oh, right. You missed this detail. I you missed will, this detail. 
I'm I'm not saying I'm all there. I'm not saying that I'm perceptive or anything. But uh, generally, when I miss something, it's because I'm overly focused on something else that I do believe is meaningful. I'm not just like sitting there like going, yeah, whatever anime, right, or whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, this two episodes in, I w- I've been cooking my theories, right, because it's, it's it's a slow, slow reveal on some of this stuff. So uh, one of my theories at this time was that every time they showed intimacy between two people, uh, some major event occurs. In the first episode, there's two people being fairly intimate, and then the the girl who falls off the building crashes next to them. And there's a shot here where I'm like, yeah, because I reacted to it, and you thought I was seeing something much more <laughs> interesting, and I was like, no, no, like, go back to that part. Like, I, there's these two people, like, in, embracing, I think, kissing, and I'm like, oh, I, that's got to be it. They're signposting. It's like... Um, it's like in Godfather. Every time they show a bowl of oranges, someone gets killed. That that is, that's a real thing. That that's a real detail. So I'm thinking like, oh, they're kind of kind of doing that thing. So we go back and look at that scene, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, see, they're embracing. And she's like, there's a the, the there's a there's a second fucking lane right there in that I'm <laughs> talking about. And I'm just like, robot orgy. <laughs> now, if I had props, I could explain this a little bit better, but I'll do my best. Robot orgy is in reference to one of our great uh, shared experiences with the game Near Automata. Yes! Where we are sort of following down some robots to a certain place in a certain situation. And we make it down to this area where the robots have sort of congregated. And bless my fucking heart, I'm looking <laughs> to see a robot talking about like making a child or having a child and i see this robot rocking like a like a baby stroller or basket rocking it and i'm just like oh wow the robots are like i I love it like they're engaging with this like idea of how you make a child like and like they're like trying to do it uh i didn't realize that somehow in my search for explanation there i missed the 90 other 90 percent of the screen <laughs> Which is the robots literally all trying to hump each other. Because they are, I am right. They are yeah. trying to figure out all the versions of like how to make a child. These robots are trying to make a child. I missed the other 90% of the screen in my... In my is that... Am I being naive? Am I, is there an innocence there? Because I don't believe I... I don't believe it. 90, the other, there's a robot eating another robot out. Like, it's, it's, it's that... <laughs> It's crazy. Like, it's it's popping off. I learned more moves and positions in that scene on rewatch, of course, than I've known in my entire life. <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. There was, like, a, a blind spot. I don't know. And this has happened about 14,000 times since then. So that, to me, is my robot orgy trope. And then, once again, it happened in this anime where there's a second copy. There's a fucking copy of the main character. And I'm just like... Oh, there's two people kissing. That means something. Yeah, it means I'm a fucking moron, and I also need to visit the optometrist. <laughs> but yeah, I'm cooking. I'm cooking at this point. And, then, and of course, you showing me there's a second later, I'm just like, oh, I should be cooking at a higher temperature. I'm clearly lukewarming <laughs> this shit. Um, but yeah, that was one of my first notes, was that, you know, intimacy, something happens. Which, to my credit, though, does seem to be a pattern. Yeah, so you were wrong. Yeah, once the themes sort of reveal themselves, I think that that, that fits perfectly well 
into it. And again, to to really save face on this one, you could argue that the second lane is introduced by the two people kissing. So it just may be happening at the same time, but <laughs> but it, the reveal is included with some smooching. So true. I'm only sixty five percent blind. Um, yeah. Sorry. Second episode though. A lot of this shit was was this the one with the the train blood too. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Train Blood was the very first episode. Right? That, that happened the... F- That's in the first episode. That's in the first episode. I was going to wait until we talk about Aerie to talk about that, but we can jump into Sorry. that now. No, uh, no, no. It's okay. Uh, yes, while Lane is heading home from school on the first day, she gets mega overwhelmed uh, by everyone talking. She can hear all the people in the train murmuring. And she sort of loudly yells for everyone to shut up. And the train goes quiet for a second. And then there is some sort of incident. The train stops. And the camera cuts to blood dripping down a power line. This becomes incredibly important later. And then is it a dream or something where she sees the person running onto the tracks or a person running onto the tracks? Uh, that's in the third episode, I think. That's in Psyche. Uh, it's so so many the, so many th- scenes repeat in this anime intentionally. Like there's a there's like a lot of oh, yeah. where like like the beginning of her day or even the beginning <clears throat> shots of every episode are a repeat. So that sometimes that that does confuse me a little bit again it's intentional though it's the confusion is mine uh but that's why i I couldn't remember if she was thinking about that immediately after or not and and again in my notes here this this is one of the things too where i'm so pleasantly surprised about where the show went because it, it really went much higher than my really terrible theories were starting out at uh because i'm just like i literally have a note here it's like do certain characters speak like computers because I'm like, there's some people who do speak and actually have sort of the cadence of the the voice from the the, na- the Navi. That was such a big unintentional prediction, too. Yeah, like, I was on the right track, but not in the way that I thought I was. <laughs> Which, I don't know, that I don't have a name for that trope either, but I, it's the stepping on a rake of information trope. That's my trope, where I will say something that is either immediately explained after I ask the question or is like just like picking a fucking idea out of the air and then it's correct right is that <laughs> how would you describe it because it annoys yeah. me but it's not a bad thing you're almost always correct uh when you're doing like the verbal equivalent of shit posting <laughs> I have a li- I'm not trying to uh is it shit posting no I I ooh yeah I guess it is it huh I'm shit talking <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's yeah. a couple times, a couple games and a couple <laughs> movies between us where I've said something where I'm like, oh, great, this is what's going on. That's what's going on. Narrative. <laughs> it, 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 it is what was going on. Um, fortunately, that happens a co- only a couple times, and, I, and mostly I get to be surprised in this one. The yeah. Part with the, the red dots on the cars, by the way, is that at the end of episode two? Yes. Uh, or no, no, the red dots in the car starts in episode three because it happens after she survives 
the the shooting incident. That's when the red dots start showing up. My notes are somehow in the wrong order, which is again, <laughs> I blame the, the the anime itself. Um, then I can save some of these things for when we when we get there. Uh, and there wasn't really anything with the uh, the guns red dot and their red dot was there. It was just like no. nice sort of. I don't want to say red herring, but like <clears throat> it was just kind of it's like parallelism. A, yeah, the, it was like a it, it it did a good job of the everything is connected, which it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like that's the thesis of the show. That's what that's what I'm saying. I'm not <laughs> like it's not dawning on me, you know, to be finished watching. It's like, you know, I think this anime is telling me something. <laughs> Maybe we all should just get along. If I say something like that and not ingest, just toss me right out the fucking window. <laughs> I got, you know, I got, I got some bulk. I'm sure I will have enough to die from the third floor. So we're going to move on to layer zero three. Um, Ooh, the third floor, yeah. And layer zero three to zero five all dovetail like really heavily. So layer zero three is psyche. Zero four is religion, and zero five is distortion. And we're going to move through these layers sort of together. Good. In Psyche, Lane starts upgrading her Navi. But first, she comes home after being interrogated by the police for being involved in this incident that happened at the nightclub. She goes home, and the house is empty. Everything except for her room has been packed up and taken out. Her parents' room is empty. Her sister's room is empty. The The kitchen is empty. There's nothing in the fridge. And then she wakes up in the morning to her mom telling her that, that she's late for school. And her mom seems really sort of annoyed from this point on that Lane is around. Lane goes to school. And she finds a weird device in her locker. Someone anonymously sent her this super rare illegal computer chip. She goes to Siberia, where she had overheard a couple of younger kids who were definitely hackers talking about doing illegal hacker shit. So she goes back to Siberia. She finds them. She's like, hey, what is this? One of the kids, Taro, tells her what it is. It's a, it's a chip that theoretically should allow her to let her mind go into the wired without as much reliance on a computer. And he's also like, hey, I've seen you in the wired before. She's like, that's not possible. I'm very new to computers. He goes, no, you were there. You were cool as hell. I want that version of you to go out with me as payment for me helping you. Which is a wild thing. Yeah, kid, kids are sort of rambunctious in this, uh, <laughs> in this show. Yes. But that prompts Lane to start upgrading her computer which kicks off the events of layer zero four. Uh, <laughs> What's up? I'm realizing there's some things that like on the way to some of the bigger 
mysteries in this that I, I guess I didn't resolve or not. Uh, should I wait until after the, the, the show to ask you some of this stuff, or should we, like... I mean, I just gave yeah. myself... Uh, I just I'm gonna be eating crow I think on this one because I did just say like I'm not gonna have any big reveals after three days of watching it. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Was she, was she supposed to die in the shooting? Yes, that's that's why they packed up. I think at one point the mom even asks, "Why are you alive?" She was supposed to die in the shooting so she would rejoin the Wired. The, the pieces of her that are incomplete, that are in the wired, are, are basically taking over the guy who is high on Excella to try and kill her, to send the rest of her into the wired so she could do what she's supposed to do. So why does he turn it on himself? Probably because he is terrified of, of seeing the her in real life and the Excella starts wearing off. So it's a fluke. Yeah, it's a fluke. She's not supposed to have survived that. Okay. I do want to say... myriad theories as to why. I do want to say, at this point, because I did sort of like have to talk it out with you to understand why the place was empty. I was, I was still in the kind of like, was this happening in real life or the wire? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> on the information about like the... the why they would have left isn't revealed until much later, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't ever return there to to finish that off. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. This show is a constant hey, joy. You don't have to edit to make me sound stupid. I'm I, I will be stupid on my own. But I think in this instance, once again, I'm like I didn't I didn't return to it. I just was sort of like, oh my god, they weren't they're not there. Like I and it's crazy that it's like Damn, I mean it was it, <laughs> I'll. I mean, I'll, spoiler alert. I really enjoyed watching this one. I, I was gonna kind of keep you guessing a little bit as to what <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it it was challenging, but not in any of the negative connotation. It was challenging in the like. It's not. It's not straightforward. It's not, and it respects um, your intelligence. Yeah, of which mine is definitely there's a it's a sort of like you know the little the bubble that you hit on in trouble to make the die bounce. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that's me. I have to shake it up every now and then. Sometimes I'll say something that's uh, wonderful and other times I'll just be like, "Oh, I wonder if the person with the gun that was pointing the gun at her was trying to shoot her with the gun he was pointing at her." Great. <laughs> nice nice man. Nice. <laughs> Cool theory. <laughs> that being said, again, that being said, I said a lot on this one. Uh, it didn't really make sense why he turned it on himself. So I, I thought that was more. It, it's a, it's dense. It's a dense anime. That's all. It's, a, it's. It is. And again, There's a I, lot to chew up. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to, to sound dumb in the pursuit of recommending this show to other people because it, it was great. Um. I also, again, I think I was focused on the wrong parts, which I think it was this episode three or four where I brought up her name. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, which I guess I have a, a, a over-focus on names, which I will not blame any series in particular <laughs> about. And I'm actually having to sort of like Botox my face emotionally to not 
talk about it. But uh, I will ask you if you think these are valid at all. I, again, I think the, the real wonderful places this show goes is much more interesting than what I was thinking. But Lane, right off the hop, I saw you know the word LAN is as far as LAN connection. Okay. And AI, right in the middle. Less about that, but also mm, there's some argument, but again, it wasn't there. What pissed me off, though, and I did this to myself, there's no one else to blame, is that I got one more name relevance in my brain that won't be related until a later episode. So remind me to bring it up then because it, I, was, I was fuming. So her, her name is, is relevant. It is important. And it does have a root that you are familiar with. It very well may be the thing you're thinking. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No? It no? better not be. It better not be. There's, you know there's something that I was I was like... Yeah. No. Is, is this something that like you and I would be familiar with? We watched the show together, so... <laughs> the, the root of the name? Well, okay, first off, Lane is... Uh, is that lie lied back or not back <laughs> lied uh pat no it's lie it comes from laning what's that <laughs> you piece of shit what the f see see i i go into things saying i'm learning and i'm dumb don't do it i'm not joking what's laning? you made this joke you literally made this joke you made the joke and it wasn't a joke. It was it was a signature when? Jesse moment. When? What While episode? you were watching the show. Let's keep moving forward so we can get back to the part. Hey, look, if we're spoiling the show, okay, well then you can blame the show for why I don't remember. Okay, fair. Uh, it, Torah reading. It's why there's all the religious undertones. <laughs> what? Yeah! That's where her name comes from. Hold on. Or that's a theory. That's a very prominent theory about where her name comes from. Lane definition. Is, is reclining. Okay, that's right. I saw that. Let me... Laning. Past, or past, past participant of lie. Right? Uh-huh. Um, lane dormant. Yeah, okay, yeah. This doesn't show up as an... Laning. L-A-I-N-I-N-G. It's a noun. It's not, it's not, hold on, okay, let me. Elaining. Sometimes the rake is 5,700 and, and some odd years old that I step on. <laughs> I did not know that word. Huh. That's so funny, because you, you made a Torah joke about Lane. Yeah, with yesterday with a with our with a yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> this show is the gift that keeps on giving. How the fuck? Again, I'm gonna get water while you. No, no, that. don't leave me here while you're leaving this shit. Real. Hi, viewers. We can edit it. No, no, let me let me talk to him. Okay, go for it. Please. Help me. <laughs> I'm trapped here in this podcast. 
where the only possible outcomes are ones where I make an absolute fool of myself. If you've been following along up till this point, this is probably the fifth episode, unless, of course, we do some bullshit, because we might. Ash is very smart and clever like that, so she may do some timey-wimey stuff. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll notice that a lot of things uh, sometimes I accidentally walk into. Uh, again, I step on the, the, the rake. And, uh, but I don't know if there's anything quite as um, big of an example as explaining the rake stepping and then proceeding to do it live. Yes, this won't be live when you listen to it, but it's live when I'm saying my nonsense. And I have done it to myself <laughs> once again. You got to see the real version of it happening. Um, I was just addressing the fact that I managed to describe the rake, and then I said, no, 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 words are not enough. Show, not tell. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I had no idea. That's so fascinating. But, but maybe that's why you enjoy my company. Because I can... I make creative jokes. <laughs> because outside of this one thing that would reunite those two ideas, there's no reason to pair them. But I did. You sure did, buddy. <laughs> oh my god. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it here. Ah. Uh. Thank goodness that is th th where the word is because I was I was I was not happy about the the associations I was making. Uh, which <laughs> we, will, we will get to, um, but uh, that's yeah that's that's wonderful. Wow. Um, yeah. I made so, somehow made the Torah reading lane joke before understanding that there was a connection whatsoever. Okay. That's incredible. I'm just making sure I'm caught up because that's yeah. I guess what I'm doing today. <laughs> Fuck me. Hey, we got to see your talents happen in real time. Talents. Yeah. See, this is this is why I'm a this is why I'm a good uh side piece is not the correct term. But you never know. <laughs> you never know. No, uh, this is oh why I feel like I'm a good like clown. <laughs> side clown. <laughs> I, uh, I I it it happens whether I want it to. I'm I'm merely a vessel from for clownage. By the way, in case you were wondering why I was saying we should do Lane in two parts, we're already an hour into recording, and we haven't even, uh, we, we've just started Layer 04. A lot of it's my fault, and I do apologize for that. No, but, no, no. Uh, this was a good one. And I think, and then and my rebuttal to that, unfortunately, is that after episode six, I was like, there wasn't <laughs> like a defining moment. There wasn't a moment where I was like, okay, whew, sweat from my brow. Let's deal with that. You get to episode six, and it's like, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And I'm just like, I don't know. You're right. You're so right. Can we, what well, we got to watch more. And yeah. We but we'll get So, that. layer zero four, religion. This one is interesting in that it is, I don't want to say it's filler, but it's set up. Everything in layer zero four is set up for stuff that happens way further down the line where we find a bunch of people who have gotten super into a uh, an augmented reality game and have started apparently committing suicide, usually throwing themselves off of buildings. But we see them chased by almost like ghost children, it seems like. And the the reveal of this episode is that 
first of all, Lane is all up in the wired doing investigations into what's going on with this. And secondly, the uh, the AR game that these folks who are committing suicide were playing crossed over with an AR game for children that is just virtual tag. And the people playing the more like action RPG AR game are getting terrified and running from them and running off of buildings. And then one of them ends up uh, trying to fight back and it does not go well for the small children. And at the end of the episode, we find out that Lane is developing telekinetic powers when two guys uh, who are very much men in black suits come out of their all black car and are spying on her from their from outside of their vehicle and she makes the headset that one of the guys is wearing explode on his face from inside of her room that's layer zero four uh i got i got i got a question <clears throat> yeah um do, is the, is the show sort of I'm trying to decide if this is too early a question to ask but uh okay so the show at this point has already shown that things have happened in the wired and in real life right that's just right yep. that's yes yeah. yes uh and so was this the was this the time where it was the most obvious like crossover not not just the two games overlapping but the where it's occurring is overlapped as well so again with the the guy fighting back that's a breach right like that's yeah yeah he thinks right. he's fighting back in the wired and it's actually happening in real life feel free to move this question elsewhere if it doesn't fit here um is the show doing is the show basically saying it doesn't matter where the events happen kind of because that is the point it's making in yeah. universe right because the wired and the real world are connected as long as they are both treated with the same validity by humanity they are equally true Right, and I was wondering if that was like, because a lot of where my thinking was was sort of pointed was like, okay, well, this happens here and this happens there. And I'm thinking like, does that actually ever really matter at any point in this series? And I'm thinking no, other than just to sort of prove that that is correct. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Because I was thinking originally when she goes back to the house, and remember I was talking color schemes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, in the wire, her house is empty or something. Which again, that doesn't matter, right? Like, it was more just it was more about a literal thing that happened with them moving out. <laughs> yes. So again, when again when in the next episode or whenever it is, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, again, there's a there's a show that there's a shift, but uh, the events where they take place never really matter, do they? Yeah. Shit. That is correct. <laughs> well, well, you see what I mean, right? Like, I mean, they matter. Well, sorry, but... excuse me. It's more like it doesn't. 
matter as as much of a reveal as it's just where the thing takes place. Yes. Right? It's not so much that it's like, oh, this is happening here and this is happening here and that's what matters. It's more sort of like um, sometimes people are doing things in in the wired, sometimes they're doing things in real life, and sometimes those things uh, are the same. Right? Mm-hmm. That's... <laughs> okay. It's, it's just... This this show really sheds skin as it goes on. It's really interesting. It, it molts a lot. It's and almost like, like there are, there are layers to it, and we're progressing through the various layers. Don't don't say it like that. You <laughs> sound like I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, like I understand that you know this this like a seven layer dip. You have to dig the chip in carefully, or it breaks. Currently, I'm the chip, so you got to be careful. Okay, or this chip will break. No, I, I, I'm not even saying this is like some big thing. I'm like, I'm just trying to make sure I'm caught up. And I feel yes. like... Yes, you are caught up. Some of I'm my sorry. things were like, oh, this matters because it happened in the wire. In maybe a lesser anime or a lesser show, right? You would have that. That's the reveal where it's like, oh my God, these things, you don't know where they're happening. Whereas here it's like, yes, that's true, but that's not really the end. That's not the of, point. Yeah, it's not the end <laughs> of the concept am i yeah. am i right now am i like yeah yes, okay you are absolutely on it oh god speaking of uh you know snapping like a chip in very thick dip we're gonna move on to layer zero five where we see that the traffic system traffic lights are being hacked to cause accidents some of Lane's classmates and friends imply that they think she is behind it, which is very interesting. And we follow a subplot of two sort of interesting concurrent events. The first, Lane is asking these abstract representations of things in her life to tell her a story she has never heard before. And they respond that that is impossible because she knows everything. So the only way they can do that is to tell her a prophecy that hasn't been written yet. The other story we follow is Lane's sister, Mika, trying to go about her day while she keeps getting these horrific repeated messages telling her to fulfill the prophecy while she's just assaulted by visions of Lane sitting in the middle of a traffic intersection where these accidents are happening, culminating in her seeing the logo of the Knights, this hacker group that is responsible for all sorts of horrific things, And then finding herself in the intersection. And then her brain gets cooked like an egg. That's what happens in distortion. Layer zero five. Okay. I'm I'm just going to go on the record here. I think some of this anime went over my head. (laughs) And I got to tell you. Our... I'm almost certain what I'm going to be putting this this anime on my on my tier list. Okay. 
but I, I got. I think I just got to be honest with that because um, there's so many things that happen where I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Um, I almost feel like, and I know there's a lot of albums that have tried this, and and I think have not done it well. I wonder if what happens if you watch this episode, this this series backwards, because fuck, there's so much, and I know. It, in some ways, it's weird because it's almost like I'm looking at a different version of a very normal thing, which is watch something and eventually it would make sense. But, like, this one really, like, I, I think I think I need more. It's not just the one die in the trouble bubble. I might be a whole boggle set at this point. <laughs> I might be mind boggled. Because, like... I will say these events don't necessarily ramp into each other and make sense retroactively. You know what I mean? Again, I know that I'm sort of explaining just like a more complicated version of the show reveals itself as you watch it, which is most things, but like showing, you know, fulfill the prophecy. We're going to cook your sister's fucking head to, you know, (laughs) fondue uses with dial-up yeah yeah is is insane and you don't have the necessary like ramps to get to that idea yet now no i i think this cooked me i think this cooked me a little bit because, <laughs> like i'm I, i'm understanding like the end when we get to the end like i i, I understand not the because they don't hand you obvious things. I, I just I understand the like what's sort of going on at that point. I I still am a little like, why is the sister cooked? Right? Is it just circumstantial? So there's a lot of theories on this. Now, Let, one of the things oh, about Lane is that okay. this show was created by its creator to be divisive, to be a show that people can talk about and reach different interpretations on. When I'm doing the summary, I'm giving my my subjective interpretations of what I saw on screen. Nothing about what I'm saying is objective other than this is the way that I experienced these events when we watched Serial Experiments Lane together. As for why I think the knights uh, cooked Mika... Can, can I... my, my theory is that it's because their version of Fulfill the Prophecy is kill Lane. She resists that, and they use the, the personality uh, erasing chip that we find out about a few episodes later to nuke her mind in retaliation. But we never see her interact with that, right? No, we only see her interact with her Navi, which is how they could get to her. Okay, then, all right. Here, here let me throw you one. Maybe this will just be a unique episode. Fuck it. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 this, is, this, is, this isn't me tapping out, by the way. This is me just saying, like, there are things that I didn't even... I was already sold on this anime, and there's things that I'm still learning, like, in the moment. <laughs> but this is the positive, just so you're... you're yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Um... So who is she talking to when she sees all these representations and the, you know, tell me a story. Oh, you already know everything. Great question. Is that uh, my, the knights? 
because they show that sort of like it's just color and shape for a second. Mm-hmm. Is that the same episode, right? At the beginning, she's talking. That's the next episode. That's the beginning of Kids. Fuck. <laughs> okay, but, but okay. Regardless, so maybe it happens in a different order. Do you is do you, is that Paul? Is that could uh-huh. she be talking to the knights? She could be talking to the knights. That is absolutely an interpretation. Yeah. Okay. So is there a version of this where? Oh God, I, I, this is a fucking workout. Um, <laughs> is there a version of this where she, literally the things that happened to her sister? are somewhat circumstantial purely because she says, tell me a story. I don't know. And they say, we'd have to, you know, talk about prophecy and the story that they end up telling her because it hasn't happened yet. Is this one where her sister gets cooked? Yeah, that is entirely possible because at the end of this episode, I'm, I'm almost certain it happens in this episode because apparently I'm all over the fucking place. She sees herself, right? Yes, she does. She does. Mika sees herself. And we then, yeah. What the fuck does that mean then? Great question. Oh my god. Okay. Also, did we ever is that is the... that a memory that she's seeing as the rest of her mind is being erased? Is she having an out of body experience as she is being literally depersonalized? So then, what does Lane see? Great question. Because we saw that earlier. Remember yes. there was someone standing, and again, this one I will just say right off, I can't remember who it was, but there was someone standing in the shadows, I think it was in the second episode, right? Yes. And then, it's crazy <laughs> to me because like it's so brief that it may just be one of the, the guys with the laser ha- eye things, mm-hmm. um, but, and I've never watched this anime, so I don't know how, but is there a JoJo character that wears like a hat? <laughs> like a, like a, like a, old army hat and like yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. popped collar. Yeah. My brain sketched that and said <laughs> that motherfucker. And then we never saw him again as far as my brain's concerned. But in that same scene there's also the those same sort of and again I don't know why I keep calling this but they're like void they're like sort of like echoey crystally people right? Moving yeah. through the walls which is what yeah. her sister she sees when she looks at her sister right? Yes. Well, not even her sister, because she sees her sister leave, and then turns and looks. That might be the order it happens in. No, that's, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah. she's like, she talks to her, and she hits her with the iconic uh, lane line of, never mind. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. She goes okay, yeah, yeah. she was looking and sees something. Yes, yes, that is What's where. That? I don't know. No, no, you can't know. do that. You gotta know everything. Yeah. I do not need to know. I do not need I to know am, everything. You have the baby Bjorn, and I'm the baby. Okay. If I, I knew <laughs> everything, I would be the god of the wired, and the only thing that I would not know would be prophecy. <laughs> You're gonna God. If this was a Taco Bell, they would throw you out for asking <laughs> the employee moral dilemmas. <laughs> and I'm the employee, and these are the moral dilemmas. You can't say I don't know. I'm already, it's already a, a thin precipice that I'm out upon. Like, <laughs> been, like, there's so many things I was saving up to be like, okay, what does this mean? Because I'm just going to admit, I don't know. And so if you don't know, I need like a grounding point. I need a, uh, something to orbit around. I need to become an orbiter, clearly. Um, Here's the thing about shows like Lane. It's great. 
it's it really I, I mentioned it at the beginning. The show doesn't tell you what to do. It just asks you. That's great. And in the art the visual, it's creepy, it's unsung. I just is there really no answer there's to no the There's no concrete answers to the show. Okay. So let me even pull it back in case you're just being no, I, I don't want. I won't make that, that word play on this. Uh, in case um, you're just fucking with me, does the show uh-huh. within its even light answering ever ref- put reference back to those those things? The the shadow people. Yeah, I mean, well, okay. When you say it like that, I mean, I think about her when she turned into the other color shadow, which was similar-ish, not yeah, overtly, but similar. Not not explicitly. Uh, it is tied into other conspiracy theories, which the show does lean into. Okay, the show here's... does approach oh, wow. a lot of conspiracy theories. This, see, going back through it is now giving me time to sort of like let the sort of foundation settle and like let the building shift, right? Yeah. Um, so again, there's still this premise where it's like I was still holding on to this concept where it's like, there's you, and then there's your clone in the wire. But again, that's not what's happening here. That's that's, a, that's very much not what's happening. In my that's interpretation, the one person. In my interpretation, you have Lane in real life. Yes. Who is part of Lane, the complete person, and the other part of Lane is already in the wired. That's why she does. That's why she seems like she's not all there. Because she literally isn't. Okay. At best, she is half present for most of the series. But that's a that's a lame character thing, not a the the everybody has two halves, right? Yeah, no, that is not the case. Not everyone has two halves. God, it's I had to like revisit it again to like <laughs> remember, like to sort of you know take that new information and apply it, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, because it is sort of difficult. Okay, and this in in defense of people who maybe find themselves in the torture chamber I'm currently in, um, emotionally, um, you see a character look at herself. Yeah, not just Lane. You see, you see, uh, the sister, right? So, it uh, until you return to that thought later armed with new knowledge you see, there is like a, a version of this where they're talking about different people it, it's fucking with me right now purely because i i was thinking it's it, it's a, i mean that's an interesting that's a really interesting thing to do is that this a thing happens to a main character but it's not indicative of the rest of the universe right obviously what we find out about her sure that doesn't apply to everybody but even the way they play with it feels like intentionally not misleading negatively, but like sending you down a different path, right? Because even when when the guy at Siberia is like, you know, oh, you chose like a weird like like schoolgirl vibe this time, right? It, it, yeah. It plays with the idea of online avatar. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where it kind of went. So that's why, like in my head, I'm like, oh, is Siberia a place where people go, and it's actually where, you know, oh, dad, I want to go to the uh, to the club with my friends, and are they going clubbing in cyberspace? Maybe. Yeah, are they logging on to Second Life, or are they going right. out in the real Early world? Right, on, which is weird, because that's something you might think halfway through this show, but maybe not all the way through, and sure as fuck not three days later where I am. 
but you see, you see what I'm saying, right? Like the the show actually, and but you know what's so fucking cool about this? Huh? This might be an S. You know what's so fucking cool about this <laughs> is that I'm also applying things that didn't exist at the time to make sense of it. So that's not that can't be right. <laughs> right? Right? Because in my head I'm saying like, oh, they're re it's like referencing like this thing that didn't that within a thing. So it's in, that's the wrong order. It can't be based on something that hasn't happened when they made the fucking anime. Sure, it can be. The show can be extremely prescient. No, this this can be. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm putting things in that they maybe were up implying, but weren't based off of like historical accuracy, right? Like, it's not like. <laughs> this is what people are doing, and we're playing with that concept. It's all sort of, you know, fortune-telling almost. So yeah. it can't... In, in, it, can, it can be related to the things that are... Uh, how, how, it uh, how it shook out, right? Like, yes, they were right about so many things, but it can't be... Decisions aren't based on it being reality. Uh -huh. So, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you have really good taste, you know that. This is oh, a good one. Thank this, you. This, you. This one, I've sort of left the. What's fascinating is my body language has changed as well too. I'm noticing that right now. I'm no longer <laughs> looking at the screen as if this is a podcast. If you're still with this madness, or if this madness somehow makes it through the great uh, laning slash rejoining slash we're all connected slash editing process, um, this is what happens when I get really excited. You're seeing now uh, that I'm going a mile a minute. I know it. I know it's it's probably not a good listen, but uh, this is there's there's been a couple things, and and with the same partner here, partner in crime, uh, that this that has done this to me. Uh, I can't. It's so exciting. It's so exciting for something to not just be like open and shut. It's so nice to engage with something that like stretches your fucking brain because we're we're used to needing answers especially now you you can google anything in two seconds no longer is it oh i don't know huh that's an interesting one it's always i can look that shit up be fed the wrong information now i think grimace's birthday is 1862 <laughs> fucking moron he was born in 1860 someone can edit the mcdonald's wikipedia okay it's not you know uh factual information you see this show says, I don't know, I keep guessing, dipshit. <laughs> you know how refreshing it is? That's amazing. Oh. I'm so like, I'm like, you're going to have to cut this out. I'm like emotional right now. I, Good. Oh, then the show did this its show job. This show, this show fucked me up from a psychological standpoint because it, it's a little bit of, it's strange. But um, there, is a, there is a labyrinth and a freedom to something being like, I don't know. It's up to sort of your interpretation. And uh, I'm sure I'll spin my wheels in the mud forever about that, but it also is so nice to know that I can return to this and it's not over. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry. so bad for everyone who is watching this on, on New Year's Day, like hungover as fuck, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I don't know... Listen, listen, I care about all of you so much that I think I am going to have to lane everyone so they never hear me say the things I just said. 
Sorry. I'm so glad. No, 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 no. It's great. Not very <laughs> handsome podcaster of me, but <laughs> this show just like spun me out, and it's so wonderful. What a what a this is what it's about. See, that that has nothing to do with art style. No, art style side being so gorgeous, it has nothing to do with that. It, it's in a fucking experience, like any good art is. It doesn't matter if I haven't watched anime or if someone hasn't heard an album. It's all about the the things it makes you feel and the process of experiencing it and letting yourself experience it. This is this this. I mean, fuck. <laughs> if everything is, and, and and annoyingly, annoyingly, after all the the fucking highbrow shit that I can't seem to wrap my head around of this, it does ultimately end up being a show about one of the things that's most important to me that it is all about being connected. Yeah, I would have done this podcast with you, even if it was us commenting on the best, you know, NFL blitz games of all time, of which there's like three or four. So it would have been a really <laughs> because I was already connected to you. But I do appreciate that you've shown me this art form and uh, shown me definitely the, the the far reaches of it. This this beautiful eureka moment I'm having does not let you off the hook for making me watch Elfin Lee. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't let you off the hook for me to watch it after Bobby the Rock. But it is definitely the reason for the season. Fair. Fair. So, again, I don't know how much of that's going to make it. I don't look at it. I don't look at the fucking sauces as it's being edited in, in post. But uh, uh, if, if the only person who ever hears me say the things I said is just you, then I'm just, thank you. Thank you. I... It is really nice to have this additional point of connection of just learning that we do actually enjoy the same things because we already had a lot in common, but going back and looking at before we started this little podcast adventure, we did not know if, if this was going to be a thing that we had in common. I, I could guarantee that I could show the same anime on this list to other people and some of them would look at some at, at, at a handful of them and be like, actually that one sucked and we would not have anything in common there. I, but yeah, enjoying I, things I, together is really nice. I, and I think it almost leaves that measurement behind after a certain point, right? Um, yeah. Because instead of it being like, which things do we align on? It's more like, can we consume is the cons, is the consuming process aligned versus whether our tastes are always aligned does that make sense right yeah like, it's, it's about aligning the experience because, I mean, you and i are, yeah. are aligned in experience because we're watching these shows together and our our, our lovely our lovely fan base the viewers <laughs> are that's i'm sorry i don't make the rules that's that's the the fan base's name now if you like your that's brain fine. on anime Thank you, lovely viewer. Uh <laughs> you might not be able to edit any of that because that was literally my brain on anime. That moment was my brain on anime. Yeah. Uh, but we are all it. also connected. Uh, us yeah. and the viewers. Because we are experiencing the shows together. Whether firsthand or if they are experiencing these shows only through their connection to us. You know, it's, I think we've, you and I have found that we are tastes aside, which does seem to line up in, in a lot of ways, uh, we can both selectively love and hate in similar ways. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Like, 
I think you can go to the mat for things that maybe, like, how do I explain this? I think there are things that were like I tried to like scrape the good parts of Elfin Lead out of right. Like, <laughs> you do that for right, you know what I mean? You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think we in a, and we are both. In the, it's that connection that allows us to sort of also not be like, nah, nah you're fucking crazy. Like, Elfin Lead was fine. It was like it was fine <laughs> minus, right? Like you know what I mean? Watching it was fine. The the thing itself, but um. I, anyways, it's it's just oh, this is a this was a good one. This is uh, uh hey, we are almost neutron feels when he brain blasts. God damn, I got a big big fucking forehead right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the next episode, we start getting into the weird stuff. God damn it! Yeah, this is where it starts to get weird. Uh, oh. is in the episode or in a uh, layer zero six kids. In layer 06, a couple things happen. The first, we see the consequence of Lane upgrading her Navi, her computer, when her dad goes in to check on her, and the entire floor is covered in this thin layer of water because she is trying to water cool her system. And she's purchased extra monitors. She's purchased extra uh, computer towers and upgrades and gear, all apparently without her family's knowledge, which implies that she is doing crime on the internet to acquire these things because this is a high school child getting like a military grade gear. Do they talk about like a bank getting hiked or uh, hacked in like one of the backgrounds of the episodes? They might. Or am I confusing that? No, they God. might. They I, actually, now that you pointed out, they 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 might. God. She's definitely doing some amount of cyber crime, though. And then while she's out and about in Shibuya, she sees uh, some kids looking up at the sky and doing the the praise of the sun from Dark Souls stance. And after seeing this a couple of times. We are treated to a projection of Lane as God coming in through parted clouds. And this is real. This happens. It's reported on the news. <laughs> and she digs into the wire to try to find out what's happening and traces the whole thing back to these, these experiments on making the, the collective unconscious manifest as reality that the scientist did that resulted in the deaths of a bunch of kids and she tracks him down in the wired and he reveals that the knights the hacker group we mentioned way earlier that they got a hold of his research and they're somehow replicating the experiments and then he fucking dies he's like hey thanks for chatting with me i wanted to kind of just like vibe on the wired until i pass and he does and then Lane goes back to the real world and Lane sees the, the men in black outside of her window. And there's a moment where we think, oh, maybe these are the knights. And she goes downstairs to fucking yell at them. And her room explodes because the knights apparently hit a bomb in one of the upgrade pieces that she bought for her PC. And this is why, this is why episode six is where shit kicks off. Because up until this point, there were implications that Lane and the Knights might have been working together. 
and that Lane has worked with the Knights. And this is set up for later on when we find out that the Knights actually have a fake clone Lane that they have been using. This show gets so weird. <laughs> so why were the kids like all doing that? Was that like the kids that got clowned by the experiment and she just could see them or like, no no they were kids so the knights were replicating the experiment basically mm -hmm. the, the premise of the experiment was using uh kids who had latent psychic energy and having them all focus on the same concepts to make it real and when they did it in a lab setting sort of uh psychologically bludgeoning the kids into into making stuff the kids uh got so damaged that they decided to basically tr trap themselves in a in a black hole that took the form of a box which also traumatized all the scientists that worked on the project Okay. And the knights were like, oh yeah, let's replicate this experiment, but in the real world with kids to make God Lane extant. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus Christ. I... <sighs> yeah. Let me check my notes if there's anything to help me get on fucking track here. I... Uh, if not, I can keep going. Let me just see here. Uh, all my notes are are, bef are before some of the, the, the bigger reveals. That's, that's just... Okay. Uh, so. One of the sort of like side tangents was that I, I, I reckon when I looked at the, uh, the sort of symbol for the knights, um, it's a, like a pyramid with like a uh, protractor. Uh, a compass. Compass, a compass, sure, sure. As if I wasn't, you know, getting fucking brain blasted by this anime enough at, by this point. Uh, those compasses <laughs> looked exactly like these these sort of claws that I used to see in a reoccurring dream I had as a child. <laughs> where kids all over the world are getting sorted by this giant machine with compass claws. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> It was it was a reoccurring dream when I was a kid. Like like I'm talking five, five, four or five years old, and I can remember this because it sucked. It sucked, and every night I'd have this dream of being being driven in this this sort of blank white sky, which again looks much like some of the art style of the show, towards this giant sort of mechanical machine with compass arms. Sorting kids is the perfect way to describe what was occurring. I'd be placed in a sandbox. I'd climb up the like stairs to like a, a slide, and I'd slide into my body and wake up. <laughs> and it pissed me off seeing that stupid thing because I used to always refer to it as like the swings at like amusement park rides, because that's like the best way to describe it. How do you explain? It? Oh, you know, it had like those like math. Ma it had math claws. Anything <laughs> doesn't mean anything. So so yeah, it had those fucking compasses. And um, the last time I ever had the dream that everything was exactly the same, but I climbed the ladder, I slid down the slide and I ended up inside a box, like a cardboard box. But it was like when kids make 
their box into a TV. Okay. And through the like plastic wrap screen, I was looking at like a, a family, like three or four people that were all just shadowy people with their teeth showing. Like, she like very people. nearly lived this show. And then and that was the last time I ever had that dream. <laughs> so, um, again, I don't really know what if that. I don't know. If that's even interesting. I just want. I just want you to know that I am and continue to be tortured. <laughs> so, I, I I don't know. Is it aliens? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't personally think it's aliens there's a reading for that but i don't i don't think so it's it's like i i don't think the the reading that mika is a clone makes much sense oh yeah i yeah no for sure that that's that's the show already brings in interesting information that like feels like you're bringing in more and it's like you don't need to yeah you there's plenty you can do with with what you're (laughs) given you know what i mean it's like oh and there's clone no No. <laughs> I don't think we need that. No. Um I like how we're like doing this and I'm, in the background I'm just looking up more theories and shit just to God damn I'm it. making like brain pate right now. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> not it. Oh, you ready for layer zero seven? Yeah, uh, yeah. Which uh, and what was that one called? Society. <laughs> Alright, sure. <laughs> so this one is actually like pretty quick and relatively light uh just sort of a a progression layer lane gets more involved with doing stuff in the wired to the point where she kind of starts to withdraw alice reaches out and is like hey you've been less social lately you're starting to act like your old self then the men in black show up at lane's house and are like hey we need your help they bring her to a basically abandoned office building where there's this guy who's like i don't know how to fix my computer and they make her do a thing that like every millennial is way too used to which is you know an older relative being like hey can you fix my computer and it's a relatively easy fix she does it and then the guy starts interrogating her again at least for me this is a very uh (laughs) it's a very familiar thing like hey can you fix my computer oh hey what are your thoughts on this thing? How do you feel about this thing? Can you tell me more about this? It's like, oh my god, I just I want to I want to fix your computer and go back to my life. Anyway, yeah, the, the, uh, the average uh, parent needing tech support, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I probably would have felt a little bit more of that too if I wasn't focusing on oh, the room is a different color. <laughs> The guy asks her some questions (laughs) about herself, her family, specifically stuff like, are you sure your parents are your real parents? Is the you in the wired and the you in real life the same person? And there's this almost personality shift. We, We kind of see the lane in the wired or lane from the wired come out and take control of lane's body. And she's like, I've had enough of this, and leaves. Because the 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 lane that has been sort of the face for this entire time gets really upset at the implication of these questions mm-hmm. and can't handle it anymore. And so the lane that had been residing in the wired 
takes over for a minute, which leads us to layer 08, Rumors, where Lane's family starts getting a little more distant, and Mika has been reduced to, instead of just staring blankly into space, she can now make beeping noises and dial tone sounds. And that's it. Lane tries to find out more about this split between her real self and her wired self. Rumors about people start popping up in the wired, including one about Lane's friend, Alice. Uh, and that Alice has a, a sort of secret affair going on with a teacher. Mind you, these are high schoolers. And there's the implication that Lane is the one spreading the rumors, which our Lane hasn't. It doesn't seem like the actual Lane from The Wired has. Because the, the actual Lane from The Wired is Lane with a slightly more outgoing personality. We see Lane from The Wired in previous episodes. But then, while uh, Alice is taking care of her business to the thought of this teacher, because that part is real, Lane from the, the, the fake Lane shows up and starts tormenting her. And then real Lane gets involved, and they sort of have an argument. And they're swapping bodies back and forth during the argument. And real Lane is at one point trying to choke out this fake lane. And it's it's just all extremely bizarre and ultimately ends in Lane rewriting everyone's memory of the incident so that they don't remember Alice having these, these fantasies about the teacher. Oh no, that actually happens later. That's right. Oh, okay, good. It's not just me. Yeah. Nope, that was, that was, that was, sorry. This is crazy. No, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Oh my god. Uh, or was it this one? I think she might have actually deleted some of the memories in this one. Uh, I think she doesn't. It happens in a separate, she does like the first attempt at it, or or it's kind of like, I think it's like her first sort of uh, grappling with that ability to do it and i think this is the one where she does also she does also delete alice's memories here it's later that she keeps them intact yes i believe that's correct yeah (laughs) yeah that's the distinction that is the distinction lane deletes the memories of alice's uh of the rumors being spread about Alice's fantasies about this teacher from everyone's minds. So it's like it never happened. And then we move on to layer zero nine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to turn to the fucking modem now. Um, Layer zero nine protocol. God. This is the one that this, (laughs) this episode is interspersed with information about the Roswell incident and Project Ugh. Xanadu and dolphin communication and a bunch of just like fringe conspiracy theories. And it it dovetails really nicely with rumors where 
you're you're basically getting this scattershot approach of information and you're seeing truth and fiction affecting reality in equal parts as they are playing with the concept that that the the real world and the wired are separate only in the sense of how we interact with them and that if the wired were to be a place where you could interact without the medium of a device it would be indistinguishable from real life which is sort of the core thesis of the episode weird alien in a freddy krueger sweater showing up aside okay It's not this episode, I think, but this did also lead to one of my, one of the most incredible step on rake moments. Oh, okay, that's, that's later. That but now, later. I, but now I do get to tell you something. Was it now? Go no, ahead. wait till then. No, you, you, you well, okay. when we get there, yeah, they show a fucking alien. I don't know why they had to signs me before <laughs> signs could have even possibly come out, but it had that same energy of like the alien reveal where it kind of like walks out from behind a bush. Yeah, it's just like it's just like really, like this is this is this is a, to me another point against any clone theories. It's like the show already did like <laughs> fucking alien. What more do you want? We Work also that. Work on that theory before you start adding clones in. Uh, we also get to meet uh, Masami Eri, who is a scientist who is working on the idea of wireless human communication to the wired who committed suicide by jumping in front of a train lane gets a computer chip from a dj at siberia and pretends to be asking one of the hacker kids taro out on a date invites him over to to her place and then it's like hey tell me about this fucking computer chip and turns on her own little like custom ass beating playlist and is about to beat the hell out of him uh like literally shoves the chip in his mouth at one point and is like hey what's gonna happen if i make you eat this and like a navi play track 44 and it's like some (laughs) some ass kicking music it's so fucking sick that she had that ready it's so great it's it's very much a predict it's another like weirdly advanced foresight moment of you know alexa play my ass beating playlist um <laughs> um god what was i uh i i'm cooked <laughs> i'm so cooked. uh yeah no that, that was a great scene it it this was one of those moments that was starting to like before again any any more major reveals which are very specific to the, the plot and less about what's being like like what the takeaway is is that even if these things didn't pan out I had I had a couple things that it made me think about which is still important um, and one of those that is incredibly relevant today right uh, I think we talked about this one uh, oh no we didn't talk about this one. This one's a, uh, so I wrote down your actions still make waves, right? Even if you're online. And yeah. so when I was thinking like the rumors were actually what was creating this, this other lane, ah. I was thinking like, you know, just cause you turn off your computer, the things you've done 
like you, when you interact with someone when you affect their lives and if they talk about you they're creating this version of you and they talk about you as they i mean this could maybe not even be online this could be normal that the version of you as told through other people like uh the purest form of self is to experience being yourself the who you are to me will always be slightly different from who you are to yourself and if i tell a story about you someone's building this impression of you via the way i talk about you or if they hear about you from someone else right and yeah. that's kind of what i thought was happening i thought it was like there's these rumors and whatever there's so many rumors about how is lane the one behind all these things that it made elaine who was behind all these things yeah and that is kind of what happened no because and by kind of i mean the the knights exploit that with the fake lane okay right see yeah which is funny that's the that's the literal thing is that it's like up until the show itself says this is this is who this lane is yeah. <laughs> the entire time you're thinking, okay, is it her? She's tripping. Is it this manifestation of her? Which is great. Again, that's great. That's that's actually good um uh breaking expectation. You know what I mean? Yes. That's yes. actually good <laughs> because it doesn't it in some ways it is strange to I was about to say <laughs> this show this show is making me harm myself. <laughs> not, not, not in a way, not in a way. But I was about to say, there is an element of deus ex machina, but me saying those words out loud has done harm to me. Because, yes. What do you mean? Deus is a very much a character of this. Yes, yes, deus so, is. So, to, to say that that's... <laughs> Well, in, in another unrelated medium, you might go like, oh, that's Deus Ex Machina. Where here, it's literally possibly the point. Yeah. I... The, the, uh, the, the, the character who thinks himself God Beep. uses the online handle Deus. Beep. <laughs> Beep. Now connecting. Uh, but so... yeah, that was, that was one of those things. That was, and that is kind of true. Again, that is, it is kind of true that there are ver the version of yourself that would sort of, you know, inhabit your various discords or, or, you know, Twitter spaces or whatever is sort of based on it, you being filtered through other people. True. Um, True. And the other one that was just like me hitting ego death, which again is <laughs> somehow also, I think part of the show uh, was when we did talk about this was uh, the only one who would ever know, if you weren't you, is you. Yeah. If you saw, if I hopped onto this podcast and was acting exactly the same, but there was some sort of like, I'm like watching me do it as I'm like wearing a cute like bear pajamas in the corner, you <laughs> wouldn't know. This is true. And so the sense of self is completely obliterated through watching the show. So, you know, who needs DMT? Is that allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, continue. Sorry. So after almost making Taro eat this this chip, he finally explains what it is. That if you plug it into someone's Navi, it infects them through the wired and disable, uh, like destabilizes their personality. And the knights are the ones who made it. The knights are the ones who tried to get it to Lane. 
and the the knights are after her and that taro indirectly works with the knights he does confirm that he is not a knight himself from this it's pretty easy to infer in my opinion that this chip is what they used on lane's sister on mika he he did bump into her right that was yeah while she's just in the corner going beep beep literally literally yeah uh and then he kisses lane before he leaves and slips his gum in her mouth which is a point of discussion in a lot of discussion circles around lane is there another chip in there is he trying to slip excel to her isn't again i'm i'm ancient i'm dust you might not even be able to hear me but um isn't that like a thing is it isn't that a thing like i know that like like sharing gum like they make a point of it which is very strange but i yeah isn't it like a thing like i i i feel like i've i feel like that's a thing like a like a young person's game. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. I, I I don't know. I thought there was like a... I don't know. In 1998, I had crippling social anxiety. So when I saw this this show like five years later, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what normal human relationships were. I, most of my my relationship circle was D&D nerds. You know? You weren't swapping gum with the D&D nerds? I was not swapping gum with D&D nerds, no. No, I was a closeted queer nerd. Um, I was swapping gum with pretty much no one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's something <laughs> I've done. I mean, but then again, I, I really can't go into, like, my romantic history thinking it was a normal situation. My, my first kiss was with somebody who was revenge kissing. <laughs> and uh, legitimately, the two sort of sort of kisses I shared with this person in high school. The first one was fairly pleasant. My head was in her lap and she like leaned down and kissed me and it was sort of unexpected and it was it was really nice outside of the part where she had a a a, a boyfriend who would have killed me if he knew about <laughs> that. And I'm not saying that in like a haha way. I'm saying that in the this kid was expelled kind of way. Oh my um, god. Obviously I'm not naming names because he might still be mad, who knows. And then the next day, because I was so socially awkward, um, receiving to this day the biggest hickey I've ever re- received in my life um, on my back on the cement outside of my friend's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's, it's funny because like we were hanging out the next day and i don't know what the oh wow i just remembered something i can't say that on here um but uh the, yeah the second day i remember it was being awkward and she was like you know shout out to her you know she knew what she wanted i guess and i was <laughs> i i must have like i i'm i'm broad you know what i mean i have a i have broad shoulders but like i was pushed over by this girl and and climbed on like a very terrified aggro crag from guts of Nickelodeon fame, <laughs> and and just 
Do I have a vampire kink, and is this why? Hold on. Yeah, another, that's for another episode. Whether in the wired or the real world, we are always connected, Jesse. Right, and so thank you for saying that, because for a second I was like, why the fuck am I talking about this? Did I accidentally eat the fucking gum chip that... You know? <laughs> No, uh, yeah, that's, there's a, <laughs> yeah, I have no, I have no, uh, I have no good sense of what's, uh, normal, I guess, for, uh, gum swapping, uh, hackers. Okay. You ready for <laughs> layer, layer 10? Is that what we're up to? I don't know. Yeah. Layer 10, love. Oh, <laughs> speak of the devil and she shall appear. Yeah. So in layer 10, we are introduced to Aerie. Uh, the guy who jumped in front of a train, whose body is held together with duct tape at the midsection and arms and parts of his hair, because he was apparently bisected by a train. Presumably the train from the very first episode of the show. And he is God in the wired and he explains that he's worshipped by the knights and that the real lane exists in the wired and she doesn't need a body in the real world lane puts him very quickly on the fuck around and find out path by doxing all of the knights and getting them to either kill themselves or be murdered. And then she shows up to him and is like, hey, what you gonna do without any, what's a god without any followers? And he's like, well, technically you still believe in me. And we finally are introduced to the villain in the last couple episodes of the entire show. And Aerie is such a fucking piece of shit, too. Like, he's such a smug dickhead. This is the guy whose online handle in The Wired is Deus. Fuck this guy. I hate him. All my homies hate Aerie. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, when they showed the two people working on the project, right? One of which was Aerie, right? Yeah. The other person... I, is that her dad? I thought the other person was the, the guy who leads the men in black, whose computer okay. she fixes. Okay. Yeah, because I remember seeing them being like, oh, shit. But no. But no, that's... Because that also would have made sense, I think. Especially yeah. with his position and all this. I just figured I'd... I'd because apparently, apparently I gotta... I think we're gonna have to watch this again. I mean, gladly. I watch this show on my own every year, so I can, I can loop you in. No, that's fucking <laughs> Deus. Deus, great. God, you know, let's look. Let's let's take a, just a step back. Uh, Lane is just we're we're in the part where there's just so much badass shit happening, and it's like yeah. it's so like it's wrapped in this burrito of other things happening that are like a, a little bit of mind fuckery, a little bit of you know, uh, individual like who am I thought right but it's really badass this part is super badass this part is like mega badass she's she's like putting up some real cool poses and shit too it's it's cool yeah the back half of the series is so like it is it's it's just so it's so fucking cool 
that looking at the back half of the series, you can be like, oh, that's where like half of the stuff about the one and Neo came from in the Matrix. Yes, yeah, um, <laughs> genuinely, and honestly, that's not exaggeration. Honestly, yeah, like, what's the bug that they like? Nah, no, I can't. Yeah, the, the can't. bug from the Matrix, and then comparing it. it to the Excel bug. Don't yeah. do I can't. No, well, <laughs> you want you want loopers do the Patreon. Um, <laughs> no, um, uh. I also want to call attention. There's a couple times without throughout this this series where she says, in response, when she, I think she switches to smart ass mode. Which again, how is she switching to the other lane if there's a fake, if it's actually a separate? Well, there's there is so there are sort of three lanes running around. There is the the quote unquote real world half of lane, which is the the shy meek one. Okay. There is the wired half of Lane, which okay. is the the smartass outgoing one. Okay. And then there is fake Lane created by the knights, which is the the deranged evil one who shows up in the wired, but is a distinct entity. How long is the evil one around? From like two or? episodes. Only in two episodes. Uh, I think Only in two so. episodes, is what you're saying? Uh, that we see oh, her at least. Okay. That helps. That actually, <laughs> that helps a lot. Because I was like still going like, it, it, like, yeah, there was sort of a disconnect there. Okay, I get it. I, okay. Wait. No, it's still, it's still a little, sorry, dog break. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh-uh. Shh. Uh, please stop. Okay, that hopefully that hopefully that helps. Um, <clears throat> we see, so we see the uh, the the evil lane in rumors uh-huh. when she's you know creeping on 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 Alice having DJ time, and Word. we see her in distortion when Lane when when the series Lane recreates one of the opening sequences of Persona 5 on the uh well I guess precedes one of the opening sequences of Persona 5 with like the creepy fucked up looking Lane in the uh in the giant screen at Shibuya. So so, <laughs> okay, so because you know at the end of one of the episodes, right, where after she's sort of like undone the peeping Tom thing, right? Yeah. She sees the other lane going with them. Yes. That's the evil lane, right? Yeah. How is she seeing that? That's a good question. I mean, there's there's a handful of ways you can read that. Okay, so that is a little bit more of a like a more about your takeaway than a, a, a literal thing happening, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, that's that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Because I was thinking, like, you know, is she literally fighting the other lane, right, when they're doing the body switching? It, it, now that I realize that's a third one, 
though it pushes it a little bit more abstract, it also makes it make a little bit more sense because I was like, why is this other version of her freaking out? Well, because it's not. It's this other, other version. Jesus Christ. Regardless. <laughs> wow, they really thought... So there was a... There is actually... Okay. Yep. Then we move on to layer 11. <laughs> in Fornography. Where Lane is wrapped up in cables and is interacting with the wired instead of through a computer... Uh, with like alligator clips. Yeah, she has wires connected to herself with alligator clips. And that's how she's she's dealing with the internet now. And the whole thing goes through this almost a clip show for about eight minutes. And then Ari interrupts and is like, yeah, so all this stuff happened anyway. Uh, you're living software, Lane. You're living software, and you are trying to download a computer into your brain so that you can forever be connected to the internet while in the real world, but you do not need a body. Lane basically tells him to fuck off, and she shows up in Alice's room. Uh, not in the Wired, just in the real world. She uses the Wired to show up in Alice's room with the body of the alien that we saw er er earlier. <laughs> I yep. was mad here. I, I can't remember exactly which order I said this, but essentially it was that better not be... Did I say it better not be the alien? Yeah, you said that better said, not be the better alien. Better not be the fucking alien. I'll give you a hundred bucks if that's not the alien. And the goddamn anime. You specifically said that better not be the alien with her head on it. Did I say that? that? Yes, yes. That's oh, what I said. Oh, you have my Venmo, right? <laughs> no, I, I thought yeah. I thought I said it better not be the alien and then it like zoomed up and then was her, so it technically wasn't, so I would do No, $5. no, you were you were you were dead wrong on that bet no that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying yeah. i thought because i said it better not be the alien and it was until it showed her head so it wasn't the alien it was her so i was wrong so i owed you a hundred dollars yes yes right Sorry, that's yes but here's where you can tell that i'm not this is the uh this is the wow cool robot meme where it's all going over my head i return once more to the what does her name mean because i've Clearly not figured out that I'm going to accidentally make the connection later. Uh, and I take the letters and I rearrange them. You know what I get? Oh. <laughs> I'd say, I look at it for a second. I'm like, well, if I move the A to the front. And then I put the E in there. That shit spells alien. Where did you get an E from? The internet. Okay. Got it. Who fucking knows? Okay, listen, listen. It just <laughs> not, well because not, not everything has been revealed. Somehow, alien with Lane's head is a is new. That's new information. That's just new information. As a matter of fact, I don't even think that that did not need to happen. Why did that happen? You can't. Well, okay, it's just another thing we can't explain. Great. So I don't have to explain where the E came from, and they don't have to explain why the Freddy Krueger swear is wearing <laughs> an alien has Lane's head. Fair. Okay. Great. So I'm. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, I'm getting fucking brained. 
It's another uh, thing that I know we've addressed, but the character brain. I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting aliened. Like that's the whole thing is that somehow there's going to be this weird like uh, Sesame Street spelling hour that's going to explain her name being shifted to alien and actually aliens the crux of everything. Well, thank God that's not it. But there was a moment where essentially I have a word pad here. It's not as dramatic, but it was like I scratched out the word AI. I scratched out the word land and then wrote alien with like a big circle and a question mark. <laughs> essentially, emotionally, that's how I did it. I just typed it. But that's I want you to know that's how I felt in that moment I was about to I just I was I was like so frustrated for a second thinking that this alien had this was it this was the moment it's an alien fucking anime amazing yeah at this point uh lane explains that she doesn't need hardware to enter the wired anymore and the the rumors about alice have come back and so lane is like i'm gonna take care of those and erases everyone's memory of the events, except for Alice's, so she can know that she did it. And Alice realizes what's going on, has a moment of, oh shit, my best friend is possibly an actual god. And that's where episode 11 ends. And we move to layer 12. Gruesome. Landscape. And in landscape, we get to see the horrifying state of Lane's house and her room, and everything is just sort of overtaken by wires and cables and tech and loose coolant as, as Alice makes her way through Lane's house to try to find her friend. Meanwhile, the men in black go to uh, go to collect their payment for taking out the knights, and the guy's like, hey, you better go somewhere that doesn't have Wi-Fi access, because shit's going down! And then they get killed by an image of Lane. Like, they, they get the ringed in seven seconds instead of seven days by Digital Ghost Lane. Which, which lane is that at this point? I think that's, that's actual lane. She kills them. I think so. But not the, the asshole who set them up. Yeah. Well, because I think at this point, my reading on it, is at this point, other than Alice, Lane is on board with fulfilling her duty as a sentient piece of software designed to merge the real world and the wired. And the definition we get for how humans uh, merge with the wired is by dying. Okay. So while Alice is going through Lane's house, Lane is starting the process of kill all humans. Uh, and then the day is saved through the power of the gaze. 
Yes. I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, queerness saves the day in the show. That's my reading of it. Uh, Alice tries to break through to Lane. Lane talks about how she loves Alice. And that, you know, despite that humans don't need a physical body anymore. So everything will be fine. And Alice puts her hand over her heart and has her feel her heartbeat, which sort of snaps Lane back to reality. And she stops the whole process of merging the two worlds. This pisses off Ari, who can only actually be a god if Lane merges the worlds. And he partially manifests, is mostly manifesting in the wire to Lane, and is like, hey, you're a buggy piece of software. Guess I'm just going to have to debug you because I'm God. I made you. And Lane gives this incredibly badass speech where she basically says, well, you're kind of pretending to be God right now. Technically speaking, a god would have had to probably create you. And I'm the actual god of the wired because I can move between the two at will. And you can't have a body. Which pisses him off. He manifests a body, scares Alice, and Lane fucking kills him in an instant. There's not even a fight, by the way. He, like, partially manifests and Lane buries him in computer equipment. It's beautiful. It's disgusting. It, the manifestation, and it, it very well animated, but it's gross as hell. Two kinds of people. I think it's a beautiful scene. <laughs> it's... <laughs> the animation's great. It's gross as hell. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm saying the same thing. Uh-huh. Look, it, it's really cool that, like, they're... It, it's sort of like it, it, it's interesting that for a moment there he is able to begin manifesting a body it's flawed yeah. which I, is probably <laughs> has a lot to do with his ability to do so but he he does which is cool and it's almost like yeah obviously we've established a sort of like a sense of power or scale so she's going to body him Unbody him, I guess, would be the one time. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it, it does this, it's like this cool thing where, like, he, it's almost like him breaking his sort, his own narrative is what kills him. It's sort yeah. of like, ironically yeah he could make a body but because he said he didn't need one that was it was never gonna work you know what i mean and because there's no fight and it almost feels like it almost feels like that matters yeah you know did we get in the part where i feel like she also predicted saying who asked i feel like we talked about that at one point i don't know if we did yes here. yes yeah, she, okay. she pretty no, much... It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. There's so much. Just watch the anime. Just watch the it's goddamn so anime. 
Just it's it's during the it. scene. It's during the scene leading up to this where he's talking about how he's God, and she's like, "Yeah, that's nice, but who asked?" <laughs> she says, "I thought maybe I start saying this, and then immediately like jumped to the wired." But yeah, there's about a, there's like a few times she says throughout this anime, like, "Oh, because I was tri- that's what made me trip." I'm like, "Wait, how does she turn into other lane? She just is, but." No, I'm still kind of confused on that. But that's where that I was going to say, and that's where I, my, my, I got Jimmy Neutron again. Um, <laughs> throughout the anime, she says, like, she responds with a smart ass, kind of like, why does that matter? And it has all the energy of who asked. So I do attribute <laughs> who asked. To that's what I was like. I was like, I swear I said that, but who knows? Maybe it was removed from my memory. So if, it, if I don't remember, it didn't happen. Um, but no, it's be, be, it's because I realized there was three lanes and not two, and I decided to fall down that mountain instead. There's a that brings us to our final layer, <clears throat> layer thirteen, ego. Um, Lane realizes that seeing a god get murdered by another god has traumatized Alice skill issue and she's just not she's not comfortable with this person who she loves having that kind of pain and sees herself as the common denominator in all of the difficult moments that Alice has had and so she rewrites everyone's memories so that she no longer existed, so that Eri never became this very high-ranking researcher, so that the events of the story didn't really get set in motion. And we basically see her sort of reality unwinding and she's left in this this space that isn't the wired and there's some philosophical conversation about what the wired was before it was the wired and if this place always existed and she says some goodbyes to some friends she she shows up at a point in Alice's life where she's happy and doing well and an adult who is a teacher and she's she's in a relationship with the teacher she had a crush on which like that's a whole other thing but like at that point they're adults so i'm not going to get into that but she's uh, she and lane get a chance to say goodbye lane briefly pops up on on taro's smartphone portable navi to to say goodbye to him and she just sort of exists as this god in the wired and the real world that no one knows. And the last part of the show is her hanging out with potentially like capital G god represented by her dad. And they're just sitting across the table from each other. Uh, and 
yeah, Lane just kind of muses on the fact that she and Alice will technically see each other again because Lane is omnipresent now. It's a very bittersweet ending, but I fucking love this show. <laughs> it's wild that Lane is one of those shows where you can you can talk about the entire plot and I still don't think I've actually spoiled anything for anyone because yeah. you can watch this again and get a completely different read of it. Uh, I feel like this is definitely you gotta watch. Um, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. The, even the bits even with the bits that I did manage to understand, of which apparently there's not many. <laughs> or maybe there's a, a few things I get, but there's even more to unpack, which that's just a gift. That's just a gift. Because it's not complicated in the sense that it's needlessly complicated. It's just complicated because I think the closer you get to unpacking sort of like humanity and you know identity uh, the more com complicated it gets um yeah. so i think it's it's basically just it's appropriately complicated it's like if you actively participate in actual nuance and not just like both sides is um surface level nuance but like real nuance you you start to realize there's no answers and that's for i for many things obviously you could i'll fucking give you my email address if you want to argue the <laughs> it's fine ironically i think you would be just confirming my point of view but like the closer like you get to the heart of matters you realize there aren't answers and there aren't you know solutions and it you do this weird thing where you become smaller and smaller and smaller into whatever it is you're discussing and more and more complicated and more and more and uh that's good uh you should take the time to participate in those things if it was an easy answer if understanding god or lack thereof or or individualism or whatever if it was easy it wouldn't be interesting um, and I think we would take the easy way out and using the, those answers to lord them over each other anyways. So well, it's so funny because one of the things that, uh, that I very strongly feel about serial experiments lane, one of the reasons I love it so, so deeply is I don't think that it is as a show an intellectual exercise. I think it is very much an emotional exercise. I think that that loving and responding to the show is a case of emotional honesty. It is not about understanding everything that happens. It's about feeling everything that happens. The, the core of the show is not about how smart Lane is or how complex the plans are. That's never the actual point. They are things that happen, sure, they're occasionally important to the plot, but the actual central point, in my opinion, is it is about how Lane feels. If she doesn't have that moment of 
feeling with Alice, she goes through with the plan. If she doesn't feel the need to push back against Aerie, if she doesn't feel that what he's doing is wrong, she gives in right away. If she does not feel the fury to go after the knights, she goes along with their plan, which is to get her to enter the wired by driving her to despair. That's just my read on it. No, I think that's I think that's accurate. I actually don't think that's even necessarily an opposing point of view. Because in one way to look at things, anything, um, anything that isn't, you know, black and white, your your intellect and your knowledge are paved roads, right? And at some point you're gonna run out of road. And that's what nuance is. Nuance is, is you could you at some point you're going to run out of reference. You're gonna run out of tiny bits of not necessarily justification, but like, well, this is something like you will run out of the as, as close as you can get to concrete evidence. And at some point to continue further into those conversations and experiencing them, you have to become emotional. You have to. Otherwise, you if you only participate in something as far as your intellect or as far as like concrete fact can take you, you will dead end in everything. Emotional content is allows you to explore the what if. Emotional content is whatever's beyond what is and what has happened. And very much so to your point, like you could look at things in this show as if they were fact. Sure, let's participate in it that way. The wired is this and here's how it is and whatever. That still doesn't change that an emotional reaction is what ends up defining the future for these people. And, and that's true in real life as well. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, the show is a perfect example of it because it's a reflection of it. You know, uh, I won't go crazy with it, but you want to talk about wars, you want to talk about things that have happened, you can go back and forth forever if you're looking for only justifications. But if you're having a real conversation, you can still use concrete fact to get a really detailed picture. But once you leave the here's, here's why and into the hows and into what's next and whatever, uh, you have to rely on hopefully healthy and positive emotion, but emotion nonetheless. So I don't think we're saying... I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, think, think, I uh, think we are absolutely in agreement. I think... Because, um, like, I'm, I love... I love... Facts. I do. Like, when we... When the first thing I want to do... And you heard me. I said, we need to get through the show so I can look it up. <laughs> I love reading all the facts about how they got made and what the Wikipedia synopsis is. Whether like, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, like the 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 concrete, right? Uh -huh. As much as I love reading people's opinions. So I, I, I feel like you can 
at the end of the day, you know, information you can engage with opinion and fact and still like there's there's equal validity there, but not in a like see, this is the thing. We're getting close to we're getting close to the heart of something here and it becomes hard to define. I'm not saying that it's like if I feel like two and two is five, then that's the same as two and two is <laughs> four. But I'm saying utilizing both like the emotional content of what if in with with the foundation of what is is how you go forward. You need both. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Both sides are are very important, the emotional and intellectual side. No, I I sound like it. See, that's the it's funny. To sum anything up is to to lose it. <laughs> really, that's what the funny, the funny thing is. Like, and again, how we've described the anime is only a, a slice, a facet of the anime itself, of what it's talking about. And the serial experiments lane is a story that, in my opinion, is best experienced by allowing it to defy definition, letting it simply be, and taking it in in whatever way you end up interacting with the medium. If, if you want to dissect it as a show about conspiracies, it's there for you. If you want it to be a show about, you know, the, the incredible uh, sort of struggling and rationalization of being a young queer person struggling with their identity and having access to the totality of the internet, that reading is there for you. If it's a reading about difficulty processing concepts in day-to-day -day life and difficulty processing, you know, all of the stimuli being thrown at you where on, on the internet you have some measure of control. There's a reading for that. It really is uh, such a mutable show that shifts based on how you choose to engage with it, whether you're embracing or rejecting it. Again, just my read. No, I think that's good. I think it's good. It's, it's, I, the show doesn't tell you to demand answers. Uh, I, I just want, I liked searching and I think ultimately what ends up being rewarding is the searching. And I feel like with this, it's like, watch this anime, talk about this anime, like d dive into what people are saying about it. Um, and know that you're not gonna, you're not gonna figure it out. And I, I think that's that is what you end up figuring out. It's that's not about. You're gonna hit a point where you're gonna go like, oh, <laughs> they're telling me that. Yeah. 
but 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 keep searching because it's fun and in, and and like the best part about it is I don't sit here and just go, what is Lane about? Google. Oh, okay, that didn't work. I'll Bing it. Maybe that'll work for once in my life. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, lane real, lane, like like that doesn't matter because what happens is I start thinking about my world, and it starts making me think like, oh god, that's interesting, and I get to start to build my emotions out using pieces of the things I consume, especially in this case, this anime, and you should do that too. Yeah, watch this show, watch this show with your friends, watch this show with your loved ones, and talk about it, and you know except that people are going to have different opinions and different thoughts and different interpretations on it. Just because someone doesn't understand something, it just means they're approaching it from a different angle as you. It doesn't mean they're wrong, especially when it comes to this show. This show encourages understanding in so many interesting ways. Yeah, it it really, it kind of does a good job of showing, you know, with the way that you know if we're all connected how much space there is to have discourse because we are connected you know what i mean yeah. like, like it almost flips it in a sense it's not like how do we connect with each other it's like uh nice nice joke idiot we're already connected to whether you like it or not so you might as well just have conversations <laughs> because you're already there and thank yeah. god we can all agree the only thing that is definitive is that there's not a clone sister <laughs> That's that that is it's something that some people see no. and interpret and believe. No. It's not part of my personal interpretation. No, wrong. no I, I don't I, no. No. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. That's that's not in the spirit of the show. Or <laughs> the unless you unless you can find some evidence. Bad Jesse. Or, or no clones. No clones. Bad. If it's in lore, maybe there's one commandment in this universe and it's just no clones. And at that bad, point bad Jesse. you're out of line. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, all right. So, sorry. Uh, I think it's that. I think it's about that time. Don't you? I didn't see a Yamcha death scene. You're right. It is that time. No Yamcha death scene. <laughs> so, I think we're at, what is it, one in four? One in five. This is the fifth. This is the fifth. This is the fifth anime. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, one and. I heard one in, like one out of. No, one, one, or, one and four. Um, so, the, yeah, that's, that's what we do in every episode, and that's the only thing that matters, right? Sure. If, if you do not want to rank Lane, you do not oh, have to. Oh, right, ranking. My bad. This is the last thing I have to do before I get let in on the little secret of what the next anime that's going to fucking destroy me is. <laughs> I got a rank. I didn't have the rank yet when we started. Really? I was very certain. I was like, I think I know where it's gonna go, but I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't sit. My heart. My heart needed to ask you more things and and reach that point of. I mean, legitimate like release. And no, I I didn't nut. But there was a, <laughs> a moment of sort of like joyful realization that there was so much to unpack here and if it makes the cut i don't know but you may even hear some of it where i'm running my fucking mouth this is an s for me highly agreed that's exactly where it lands for me too (laughs) and and it's not 
there maybe there'll be some you know i think i think there was a wholesomeness and a a a shared experience that i could say with bocce but i also thought just as a medium it was gorgeous i thought the music was i, I thought like there was so much of the 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 like the so much of the almost labor put into it is so noteworthy and wonderful and and so great and that i don't want to take away from those like high highs i don't but i'm not measuring this s on the same things this isn't like uh well this is also an s because this i think this anime is very very pretty i could also imagine it being of its time but that's not a negative that's just because we're fucking humans and we have trends so blow it out your ass if that's an issue but this made me feel something a rush of purpose if sometimes your purpose is figuring out your purpose sometimes your engagement with the universe is purely that you're engaging with it and this show reminded me mid not even watching it Watching it, if, if I had gone and not talked about it and had all these fucking Jimmy Neutron brain blasts, this was still at least an A. It's, I thought even just as a, it was fantastic. But having me experience this sort of like life-blooming feeling of information pouring into me and out of me, that's why I want to do anything. That's the reason for those moments. This anime gave me that moment. This anime is an S. Well, I am very glad to hear that. Also an S for me, I've had so many great times watching this, so many great conversations. There are so many friends that I have that I have made just by talking about this anime, just because I have a lane pin that I wear on my jacket sometimes. Good. I'm glad <laughs> you have that. <laughs> like, it's yeah, it's been such a great source of dialogue. And people will tell you such interesting perspectives about themselves when they are talking about Lane. I just, I, I love it. I find it fascinating. I, I, I almost wish there was like a second column where I could just give like, like Mario Party bonus stars for just the fucking predictions. <laughs> like God, that's it's it's impressive. You know, it's it's impressive. And I know that different people have different experiences with you know internet or whatever. Probably especially in 1998. But um, there's there's definitely some stuff here where it's just straight up like it's commenting on a potential that was in some ways realized through the way that we've sort of moved with technology into the 21st century and um brilliant really just that's that's great i'm i what a what a fun thing to try and shove into an anime <laughs> successfully god yeah i mean what a relief there's not answers you know what i mean if someone thought they were that fucking cool that they could predict all this stuff and answer it <laughs> I'm gonna fucking eat you like a corn cob. That's bullshit, dog. No, 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 no. That's me saying no and gnawing on you. The fact that you're smart enough to engage with it and still leave it open ended, while also masterfully handling it, that's an artist. I think that's a real artist. 
I agree. I agree. I think that this this show has not only stood the test of time, but its opening line has just gotten better every year. Yeah. Yeah. What's that's that? Just... <laughs> oh, don't worry. Everyone heard it at the beginning of the episode. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> yeah, you think I'm going to start this one without a gimmick? <laughs> is it, what, what is it? Is it time and then place? Or wait, was it time? Present day. <laughs> Present time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um... About to ask a very dangerous question. Yeah, go ahead. What's next? So next uh, is an anime that was directly inspired by this one. Oh my god. So, you know, prepare yourself for that. We're going to be watching Code Lyoko. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And there's some like somebody sitting on like a pedestal and you throw a ball at a thing and they get dunked in the water. Yeah. Oh, I've been prepping that railgun for five fucking episodes, by the way. Uh, that is a real piece of trivia. Code Lyoko did partially uh, get inspired by Serial Experiments Lane. I'm f- I'm 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 breaking from my languishing to tell you that if it had really been that I would still I would stick it out. I want you to know. <laughs> but I, I I feel like I feel like I was like I like woke up in the back of seat of a car and someone slammed the brakes really hard and I didn't even go through <laughs> the window into uh, that's a different trope we'll discuss later. But um oh god well, you actually get a little choose-your-own-adventure segment Don't is the reality here. All right, viewers. What sounds like she's giving me a break, but she's not. She's letting me pick something in the vein of stop hitting yourself. <laughs> so whatever I choose is going to somehow be my own fault. And it's the illusion of choice because I'll be provided choices that are probably all painful. <laughs> Do you want to go with horror or trippy next? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that we were taking two of the pieces of what we just watched and splitting them into separate animes. Yeah, well, you know, because there are multiple lanes, so now we have multiple lanes. Uh, check, check, please. <laughs> please. Should I add a third one in there? No, you know, like... I won't question it. I, I actually really enjoy the sort of rhythm of your selection so far so i won't i won't question it i won't even ask you did a fine horror or trippy though i have a feeling oh god shiva baby really fucked me up on on what i think (laughs) your taste is um horror let's do it let's fucking do it i'm i gotta i gotta get one of these and be able to see if i can if i can hang or not let's do horror all right, horror. So, 
for our next episode, we are going to be covering an absolute classic, in my opinion. Uh, 90% of the folks I talk to are like, what the fuck anime are you talking about? Uh, another another uh, very interesting one of mine. We're going for another baby. That's the name of the, the anime. It's called Another. Okay. I was... I was like, have you said the title yet? Or is the title Another Baby? Because it's <laughs> being a horror for some people. No, it's it's just called Another. So 90% of people don't know what you're talking about, but it's a classic. It, it's a classic for me. It's a classic oh, in my book. Okay. I just, okay. It's one of my all-timers. I, I've, I've experienced this one in every format that it has come out in. So what are your thoughts on the uh, spiritual successor to Lane, by the way? Which one? Uh, uh, are we talking The Matrix? Are we talking Code Lyoko? Are we talking... Despera. <laughs> like, huh? Des- Despera? Despera? Hold on. Am I getting fucking called out in 4K? The, 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 the novel starring a character named uh, Ain? I have not read the light novel. Uh, yeah, I have not heard of Despera. See, I always have to get a little something in there at the end, the viewers. Yeah, I have to, because I'm the one getting the waves crashing on me. But yes, if this is the moment where I get to introduce this to you, enjoy. What, 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 is, it, what is it about? Uh, let's see here. The story centers around Ayn, a 14-year-old girl who builds devices despite her lack of scientific or engineering background. An alternate history science fiction story set in Tokyo during the is that Taisho era in 1922, one year before the 1923 Great Kanto Earthquake. Oh, wow. That sounds like it would be quite the thing. July 2009 to 2010. Huh. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh, another is oh. going to be such an interesting watch, though. I think the anime will actually come out. Will it? Possibly. Oh. It looks like it's had like, some struggles. Especially, yeah. With- welcome to uh, welcome to enjoying anime, where a lot of stuff is just never going to come out. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to our show. Once again, I am Ashlyn. I can be found on the internet at Ashlands Crits. We do have a Patreon up. It is for Ashlands Crits. Your rewards for that, there's just the one tier. It's a $3 tier. Uh, right now, all it gets you is episodes of Your Brain on Anime a week early. So if you did subscribe to that, then you're getting this the week before New Year's. If that's the case, have a good and safe New Year's next week. If you're listening to this on New Year's, Happy New Year's. Thanks for uh, bringing in the New Year's with us. If you're listening to this after New Year's, cool. Hope, you're, uh, hope your 2024 is going well. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, I got. I got dogs barking, but I think that might just have to be a, a that's component okay. of my <laughs> goodbye. Um, 
yeah thanks for watching i guess i'm just leaning into this now um please don't let your kids see the internet in all its glory at too young an age for the love of god hey i turned out just fine hold on for the love of god because apparently your child will become god if you don't do this with the proper guidelines um don't no just watch elaine i don't have anything this time i'm cooked you know (laughs) it's this is a good one this is a really good one thanks for having me as always um you're a co-host you're part of the show i can't fucking do the show without you you might have i'm i'm a living router at this point i just i can't i can't even think of anything i got dogs barking in one ear oh they finally stopped okay uh You'll right when I say it's barking. Ha! Funny joke. <laughs> funny joke. Uh, if you made it through this one, then you learned a little bit more about us. You learned a little bit more about this series. Um, and if you find, you know, find out that someone in where I'm from ends up dead because uh, someone holds a grudge after 20 years of his ex girlfriend kissing him at a bench, then you know, you know what happened at least. Uh, okay. Got it. So I might have to find a new podcast host. You might. Um, no, this is it's, it's a this one. I, I had a. I, I've got. I'm cooked a little. I'm cooked a little bit, but it's good. It's it's a good one. Uh, happy holidays. Happy anything. <laughs> uh, it's weird. See, I joke about the exhaustion. But when I receive actual good exhaustion from the anime, it just sort of renders me <laughs> not speechless. I can run my mouth. More useless. Um, thanks for tuning in. Some version of this will be cut up and sent to you. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> m- yeah. Um, I wish I had like a poem or something. I really don't. Uh, don't drink and drive, you dumb shits. There you go. Hey, never drink and drive, especially on the holidays. It's like extra dumb.